The light snows of winter have passed, replaced by the constant rain of spring over the city of Tallis. It has been three months since our heroes cleared out the Lenaran Manor and taken it as their new residence. As the months went by, you spent much of your time clearing out debris and old furniture, as well as removing any magic that still remained in the manor from its previous owners. It's been a lot of hard work, but the place has been cleaned out and made a home once again. During these months, you took on two jobs with the lumberer Otarik, ensuring the safety of one of his logging camps outside the city. In return, you took payment in the form of furnishings for your new place and construction where it was badly needed. Now you each have your own room with a new bed, tables, and chairs. There's a dining room, a library, a basement area with a jail cell and vault, a conservatory, as well as two towers and several other rooms that you still haven't decided on what they will be. It's been a busy time, but a refreshing change from delving into terrible places and risking your lives day by day. The walls that border your manor had several large holes that were crudely boarded up. You brought in the best stonemason you know to fix it, your old friend Olgrim. The one-armed dwarf pitched in to help repair the holes, only to have you find him the very next day tearing down every single bit of the walls around the courtyard to start from scratch. <laughs> and while he hasn't been fast, the new walls he's put up around your manor, about three quarters of them so far, are made with excellent dwarven craftsmanship and could withstand a pounding siege from ogres. Elmon, you have spent some of your time maintaining a delicate connection with the leadership of the city army, particularly the sergeant of the guard you've talked with once before. After earning the deed to this manor, you're still not quite sure how you and your friends are viewed by the commissar soldiers, so you've chatted with them a few times just to make sure you and your friends are in good standing with them. During the last three months, you've also dropped by the elven compound called Aridithil's home and spent quite a bit of time with Lady Glenarin. The two of you have grown close and become quite fond of one another. The relationship is supportive and caring, and she has a calming manner that drops your guard and lets you open up. You can't help but feel that she's far above your station, but Glenarin always makes you feel welcome, enjoys your company, and has shared that she wants to see even more of you. Avius, you've spent the last three months working on your spells and removing any lingering magic from the demonic presences that once inhabited the manor. You've also been able to write the third and final lattice page, completing the Winds of Time spell you've been researching for a while. You've added this spell to your book and can cast it from now on. It is a combat spell that lets you slow the actions of several enemies, reducing their ability to fight. Puck, you have spent your time digging up the dead plants and shrubs outside your new place and using your green thumbs and nature magic to bring life and greenery back to the garden. While there's still much work to be done, the garden now looks like someone lives there and cares about the place. You've also spent some time researching one of the powerful books you recovered while clearing out the manor. This old tome you found in the library took several weeks to read, and you quickly realized it was one of the most powerful items you have ever come across. By the time you turned over the last page and closed the book, you had a new understanding of the world around you. You feel more knowledgeable now and wiser. This has given you a permanent plus two to your wisdom score and all the benefits that gives you. Rill, you've been practicing your music and performing at a local tavern to stay sharp. You've earned 150 gold from your performances and storytelling. 
You've also been supervising gaining access to the vault in the basement of the manor. Over several weeks, you've unlocked a challenging puzzle on the vault, brought in Elmon to help with some lockpicking, and feel like you're getting close to finally opening it. All in all, it has been a well-earned piece filled with rewarding hard work. While the furnishings in your manor may be basic and not very fancy, you now have a place you're proud to call home. Yet, during these peaceful months, three dark forces have quietly gathered in strength to bring an end to the city of Tullus. An army of vile orcs has been assaulting the forces of the Empire far away, claiming victory after victory, with a swarm of them closing in on the city for weeks. Cultists of Chaos, having gone unchecked, are close to completing their new plan that will destroy the lives of thousands. And the haunted figure from beneath the city, Morien, Unable to break through the Lacian gates that trap him, he has found new means to resurrect himself and is poised to bring ruin to everyone and everything across the Empire. Three different forces, all converging on the city, all converging on our heroes, and determined to burn it all to the ground. So that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> what questions you guys have about any of this stuff? Um, what do you want to know? What do you want to do? And also, retcon anything you wanted to do in those three months that I didn't cover. Well, I think our rescued family also lives with us yes, in the manor. I would, um, the people who we had rescued. Um, Twice now. Yeah. Our, uh, we would have offered them employment. Oh, okay. As household, um, not yeah. serv servants. Well, we need we need a cook, yeah, and we <coughs> need a groundskeeper. No, yeah, well. cooks got that. I mean, but when you're, you're not around, you're, not and always you're out around. fighting orcs and things like you're that. The, you're the creator. You're the architect yeah, of the yeah. garden. Yeah. Handyman, you know. That's very interesting. That's they absolutely have agreed to that. And then the child is an errand boy, and he goes and gets you food and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. The biggest problem. They're very agreeable to it. The biggest problem, <laughs> and answering, I'm sure, a question you've had is they could not find the place. That magical effect uh, yeah. is still hovers over this place, Avis, you cannot get rid of it. I don't even know if you want to get rid of it. Once people are shown how to find it, then it's just a little annoying, and by the third time, that's they know where it's at. Okay, yeah. so they know that's by great. now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's okay, all right. I yeah. wish it was like my house. That works then. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a little bit more detail on the winds of time? Oh, yeah. The vote on the banning of goblin and orcs and half-orcs... I'm guessing it didn't go well. Roll a d4. <laughs> uh, was rejected. The Those races will be allowed to continue oh, to uh, live in the city. The vote passed by one vote. <clears throat> all three of the people you checked with your different contacts, all three voted in the correct way. There were additional people outside that voted against you. So the uh, so the entire setup the goblins gave you of just needing two did not turn out to be correct. Okay. You got the extra vote, wow. and so it avoided any draw. It's great. Problem is, there's still a whole bunch of people in the city that wish it had gone through. So there's some tensions there, sure. but it's, no, there's no legal or anyone getting kicked out or anything like that. So there was the, the book that Vexine had, uh, her book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was in Elmon's possession from one of them. You took it to your vault that you rented. Oh, yeah. Um, and locked it away out of everyone's hands. Oh, that's right. 
Um, in that time, I would have liked to have um, tried to get some more information about it. Okay. Um, Make an arcana roll. I might take it to... Um, Avius? No. Um, Tass. <laughs> the map maker. <laughs> no, oh. Tass is the map maker. Okay, who Are you was... talking about my crazy goggle friend? Yeah. I don't remember his name. All right, but I'll make my arcana, arcana roll first. Um, I'll probably need to take it somewhere. I rolled a seven. You rolled a seven? Yeah. All right. Um, make a wisdom saving throw, please. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, write on your character sheet, hmm. corruption with one point next to it. Hmm. You have read this book a bit, tried to figure out from the first few pages what it was about, and you could sense a d- deep desire to read more and learn more, and that echoed something you heard before about the last reader of it, the lady. You slammed it shut and had to ask someone to just take it away from you. You've been cool ever since about it, but you're like, ah, that's not good. All right, it's back in the vault, I suppose. Okay. Then. Your vault? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what about uh, this I have a question vault. about that uh, actually you the- know what no um, sorry uh, I will have taken that to um, what is it Glenarin Avius nope no. starts with an A nope <laughs> ends with a nope A with an ES <laughs> uh, the 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 Aridrathil's house home um, I would have the elves. You're yeah. taking to the elves. Yeah. Okay. Give it to them. Uh, all right. They, when you gave it to them a couple weeks ago, they're not quite sure what to do with it, but they took it nonetheless. Okay. Get rid of that. Avius went to visit. Slowly uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, Going to last episode, the uh, the that uh, book with the celestial writing on the outside that Avius and Puck were arguing about. Was that the book that Puck read? Yes. Okay. Known as a Tome of Understanding, uh, it will take 10 years before the words have any meaning to anyone else. Oh. Can we fast forward? Yeah, we'll skip forward. It has been 10 years. The city is gone. (laughs) On everybody. And then Elmon would have also... Um, tried to visit uh, his friend LaRose again to see if they've restocked any any arrows. They should have by then. That would make sense. Let me go to their little section here. Um, what was that one called? The place? Nevean Bowcraft. Yeah. Uh, yes. They had, in those three months, they've had uh, 30... Uh, plus one magic, plus one arrows available at twenty-five gold each. We sold twenty-nine of them to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he says, snapping the last one. Somebody give me a thirty times twenty-five. What is that? It's gonna be seven fifty. Seven fifty. Why y'all look at me like I'm an idiot? No. <laughs> Math is not my strong suit, people. Math is not my thing. Um. Okay. So. 750? Uh-huh. And they had four uh, plus two arrows that LaRose was fairly reluctant to sell to you. Uh-huh. And you need to make a uh, persuasion roll versus LaRose right now. Okay. I can't remember. What's his modifier, do you think, Tim? Two. Two? Yeah. All right. That sounds about right. 
<laughs> well, you rolled exactly that. Uh, I rolled a six. Six? Total. Fourteen. All right. Uh, he will sell them to you for 200 gold each. All right. We're going to pass on that. <laughs> Fucker. Um, all right. Next time, bring your bard. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like who has no idea who you are, has never heard of you, real right. just walks in. La, la, buy some of these, bye. <laughs> Amy is... He just wanted silver. Here you go. Avius went to go visit his <clears throat> friend at the at the shop of oh, yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, you visited that shop. I gotta find his shop. Yeah, and then we had eighteen hundred gold to split up, and I have some necklaces to. I can't find that shop name for some reason. It's forfeit. Well, it changed every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's on here. You gave me um, 900. I had that marked. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, the item's still for sale. It's still for the same price. 10,000. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to retcon the bejesus I, um, out of some of your storyline, by the way. Just uh-oh. FYI. I, um, hold on. And then I had three necklaces. I'm going to give one to my new elven female friend. Oh, your girlfriend. Elmon uh, has a girlfriend. Um, That's 6,000 gold for the... I was close. Uh, uh, Bracers. Bracers, right. And I have not 6,000. But I do have... Should I take out a low in- interest loan from Elmo? <laughs> well, you're not good at math. Take it. Take it, Amos. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I do have a barrel and a box in the Hammersong vault I might go retrieve. <laughs> Put that out on the market? <laughs> City's done in two Oh, days. yeah, you still have that box. I think that was, the, like, the first thing you guys ever looted. Yeah. There's a box? I don't know about a barrel, though. Oh, no, no, no you're right. Barrel, you don't the have barrel, barrel, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, like, episode six. There's some stuff in Oldrum and Puck's vault that... Is gonna remain is just bumping rails like, off with, of with the, the ark of the covenant. <laughs> could I? Could I? Oh, this is gonna be powerful. <gasps> Let's see this. <laughs> is there some begging going on at some point? <laughs> A fully clothed Avius comes up to you one day. <laughs> yeah, seductively. <laughs> Should bring bring uh, bring the bard and see if the bard yeah. can do anything. <laughs> Let's do some. Here's bribe some him a little performance and uh, persuasion. Uh, real? Uh, do you have a moment? <laughs> I thought it was after him. Uh, He's gonna pull you to try and convince me. I think <clears throat> that's some metagaming violations there. But okay. yes, how can I help you? Uh, 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 how good are you at uh, negotiation? Uh, I I have my talents. Uh, okay, come with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I am a little busy at the no, moment. Yeah, no, no, but. Uh, I'll help you, you later. You've, you've come to the moment where he's like under some sort of locking mechanism on the uh, vault. Oh. Avius has got a puppet routine he wants to try on yeah. <laughs> with Elmon. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> just a moment. Just just right upstairs. Okay. You guys go upstairs to Elmon who's doing some bow woodworking or something. I, I remember last month this didn't work. <laughs> but we'll try again. <laughs> It happens every month. Get used to it. Every month. Uh, Helmon. Yeah. Oh, how are you these days? I draw my rapier. 
We've done this before. <laughs> I, I was I was wondering. <clears throat> I play a soft serenade. <laughs> I would like to uh, propose a, a, a mutual arrangement. Uh huh. Of sorts. Uh-huh. Are you two still sharing a room, by the way? I'm <laughs> <No>. just kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm curious. Does the Elmon doesn't realize suffered? we are. Does that manifest in some way? N- not at not at that amount of points now. <laughs> That's at 1.5. Um, I, I would like to offer you uh-huh. um, a, a chance to to make an investment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rolling. I, I, I have an investment opportunity for you. Uh, so it only costs you fifteen hundred gold pieces. Uh huh. And not interested. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Cut you off. Avius begins to untie the, <laughs> the the tie to his robe. I, I'll interest you. Uh, the interest is going up. It is indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going up, baby. Uh, uh, for fifteen hundred gold investment, you. He has essential oils. He likes it. <laughs> on uh, in this very first day, get paid back three hundred gold in exchange for three months worth of payments. Of 100 each that you will get henceforth following the first three months. Rill is just dictating the train. <laughs> <of this thing. laughs> Make an intellect saving throw. <laughs> right? Um, 32 and a half easy payments of. What are you really about? Uh, well, as I just said, I, uh, I, I have need of. 1500 gold and and if you would like to invest uh, I would I can think of no one else that I'd rather give this opportunity to uh I'll give you I'll loan you the gold very good your first payment will be forthcoming just I want it all back at one time whenever you have it Rill has left the room. <laughs> Why? Okay. Rill, don't leave yes. me. Yes. Oh, okay. That no payments, no, no, no funny business, no first of the month bullshit. Just, <laughs> just give me fifteen hundred gold back at a later date when you have it. Well, that seems that seems quite quite fair. Thank you very much, Elmon. I could use two hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Elmon will toss a large platinum bar. Shunk! <laughs> Ow! I, 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 Real catches it in his bag, but it doesn't make a thunk. It's just... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, yeah, Elmon, uh, I have no problem with that. All, All right, 1,500 gold has been handed over. Hello, Real. Yes? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> I love... Do you have the other end of your robe, like, tied to me, and you're just dragging me through the house? I love how accommodating you are, Rue. Really. <laughs> I am an entertainer. Uh, and then we go to 
The magic store? The magic shop of everything wonderful. All right. You go in. There's a little jingling bell, and there's a bunch of tables with some oddities and lots of weird ingredients for spells. And you hear a voice call out from behind some desk where you can barely see a quill sticking out over it. Yes, hello! There's so much progress being lost in that safe right now. Uh, uh, hello! It's been a while. He comes over. It's an old man with thick goggles. I believe it was last Tuesday since we spoke. Of course! I, I would like to introduce you to my friend, Real. No. I'm Tablin. Welcome to Tablin's Emporium of Wonders and Magic. I don't remember that being your name last time. <laughs> There's Tablin. a sign that says, like, the opposite of that behind him. <laughs> but, very well. Uh, uh, real, um, is in need of some uh, um, Emporium items of magic and wonderfulness. Ooh. Yes, indeed. What, what are you looking for? He's looking for magical bracers. I'm looking for magical bracers. Well, I have. I'm looking for magical bracers. <laughs> Just go with me. <laughs> Just go with me on I'm it. I'm looking really. for magical bracers. I have such a pair, but on I only need one. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. He needs both. <laughs> but unfortunately, they're spoken oh. for. Oh, that's well. By whom? A wizard, I believe, of some caliber. Oh, what, what is he offering for them? Six thousand. <laughs> and we repeat the conversation for the third time. Do Do I need to be here? <laughs> Seems like you have this well in hand. Well, I. Uh, well, fine. Oh, uh, fine. Six thousand. It is. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, all right. <laughs> you pay 6000 I do. And real again, just kind of blindly, just quietly walks out, confused, like John Travolta. I'm, I'm, I'm leashed in by the edge of this robe that keeps tugging me back. And so, uh. All right. Uh, you... you don't want to walk away too far because the further you walk, the more the robe opens. It'll just, it'll just unravel. I'll yeah. just be walking through the street. Yeah. <laughs> You are now the proud owner of Bracers of Defense, Mr. Avius. Yeah. While wearing these, uh, you gain plus two bonus to your armor class, which is huge for you. It is. But you cannot be wielding a shield or wearing any regular armor. Which I don't do anyway. Okay. Yep. And no one can be within 30 feet of you. Oh, that's something else. That's <laughs> different. So... Uh, all the while, I've been getting gold in like crazy amounts now. Oh, and I'm you guys were splitting up eighteen hundred somehow as yeah. well. Don't forget. Yeah, I, I did. I did my math. Somehow I'm over a thousand. So I'm spilling all of that into uh, acquiring contacts about the uh, cult okay. itself. Um, people to meet. What are they doing? Where are they at? More importantly, uh, keeping tabs on any of my. Uh, surviving family that they may still have or know mm -hmm. about. All right. That kind of thing. So how much money are you putting towards that? All of it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. That amount is... Uh, I'd say a thousand even. That leaves me a little to play with. Uh, all right. I'm going to make a note of that. I don't have anything immediately to tell you about that, okay. um, but it will so. just date. <clears throat> and so you've put down a thousand dollars worth of Yep. Bribes, information, making friends yep. while you're hitting the bars and performing. 
And hold on, let me make a note real. Uh, real paid. A question in a moment. Thousand noises. For more info about the cult. And that uh, that thousand would have gone in before the three month. Fast oh, forward. okay. So hopefully some of that has built up. I did have that gold before. Okay. <clears throat> and then there is actually two more things that Elmon wants to do too. Sure. Okay. So I mentioned I I one of the two emerald necklaces that I have, whichever one's is, if there's one that's nicer than the other one, I'm going to give to what's her name? Glenarin. Should know your girlfriend. Glenarin. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know. Susan, it's Glenarin. <laughs> Glen how <laughs> Uh, one of those necklaces will go to her. Uh, the other one, the other two. Go to the other girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to sell. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> one's an emerald and one's a silver necklace. Uh, all right. Make a persuasion roll, please. Eleven. Uh, yeah. Uh, you sell that for 320 gold. It's pretty nice. Both of them? Yes. For a total okay. of or each? Total of. Mm. So the, He's not good at math, so I have to ask on his behalf. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, other thing I'm going to do is at some point try to make it back to the Nevaean Bowcrafter when LaRose is not there. Um, <laughs> so you're staking out the place. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm going to see if there's any way to commission a bow. A bow to be made? Or, I mean, I want a very high quality bow. All right. Uh, and I don't know if they're capable of creating that or not. All right. Oh, we're capable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's put a pin on that for now. I think it's a great idea. Uh, let me make a note of that, too. The best bows aren't made. They're summoned. Mm. <laughs> okay. Keep Nav that in mind. <laughs> Navar and Bowcraft. That's a little tagline on all their <laughs> yeah. on all their products. Uh and then also I'm gonna set up an archery range at the at the at the manor. Uh how where? Describe it. Uh it's I a front door with a target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with my guard. <laughs> um <clears throat> I guess uh, you know, the backstop of um the <laughs> Uh, there's the big like uh, ravine. Just mm -hmm. goes over the wall into the ravine. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, basically just target set up. Uh, you know, kind of different types of targets, different sizes, different shapes. And that wall, by the way, is the last wall that does not exist. <clears throat> by the way, Olgrim has saved that one for last. Okay. So he's got the north, the south, the east wall is done. The <clears throat> west wall that borders the giant like hundred foot drop into a massive deadly ravine. That's the one that's completely exposed. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of an elaborate kind of multiple targets, different ranges. All right. Uh, you like pop up and like a mugger has a small girl next to it. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> that. Yeah. He's holding a bow. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that, that'll be kind of my daily routine to go out there. And cool. What about the rest of the house? Like you guys have two towers. What goes in there? You've got rooms you don't need still. I want to know. And, and beyond that, particularly Puck, where do you live? <clears throat> Uh, I wanted I, I wanted to be in the basement, like where the wine cellar was. Like they set up the wine cellar in like that cell, and it has the open like grill to yep. be 
ravine. That's where Puck wants to, to reside. So you want to commandeer the jail cell. Mm-hmm. Okay. So gussy it up with like silks or draperies to cover the bars type of a thing and bedding. No, like the bars. Okay. Oh, yeah. Motif. Yeah. Do you do they let you out in the morning? I mean. Oh no no I've I've, jam- I've like uh, uh, made sure it, could, it can't I can't be locked in. Okay. I've, I've uh, either disassembled the lock or like just made it uh, non non. And you just hear like the whispering at night of Avia saying, Arcane Law. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What happens if we have to incarcerate somebody? It's not gonna be in my it's not gonna be in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so he wants the outside to be able to like look over the ravine. He's also been um doing a lot of uh, uh of his eagle form. So oh. he's pretty in tune with that now. He's at breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Just eating dead mice right at the table. Did did you want to remove the bars that are on that window from the jail cell to the ravine edge so that you can get out as a bird? Yes. But then, okay. Yeah. All right. I can can leave. I can can fly out and fly in as I... uh, Okay. I also... I'm just surmising. You should have a tower then. We've got a tower, you bird, come, go. Yeah, it's a little rook. Yeah, but then yeah, I guess so like, I could may have uh, Olgram make me a door or some sort of. Olgram will make whatever you want. He'll build you a dragon. That's a good idea. Okay, I'll take one of, I'll take the tower, uh, <clears throat> not the one where we fought. Okay, so the, that would be the one that's actually closest to the ravine set. Yeah. All right, cool. Yes. All right, we have a it's just goblin roost. Uh, two other quick <laughs> lots of hay, uh, a tank down below. There's like now. a bird feeder and a mirror to keep them company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted, I wanted to. Uh, no, those are criers. Dead criers are on the ground. <laughs> the uh, armor of the rat queen that I was having studded. I'm assuming I can yep. have that back. Mm-hmm. So I need to get stats on that. Um, and then I also to my shield, I affixed that gem of the summer court. The shield that will be completed, yes. yes. No so role necessary for that. Sure, all that was clear. Nice. Uh, so items, yeah, you were getting your item thing taken care of. Where's my there? It is armor. You had leather before, yeah, it was uh, the plus three armor of the wet or the rat queen, and it, I was having that, stuff. and it was leather and it was being upgraded <laughs> to studded. Uh, that increases its armor class by one. What was the um, the uh, front area before? Was it a it was a cemetery or was it just an open? No, just a bunch of dead garden uh, planting boxes mm-hmm. and pots. Maybe like arches where just dead vines were hanging. No, from. it's a lotus flower garden. A lotus flower garden. Mm-hmm. There's a little, we have water. There's features? a little pond. Yeah, water. We nice. have koi. Some koi. Yeah. All some right. Koi. All yeah. right. It's an opium Swoop down your eagle form. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> what else? I think Avius wants <coughs> to take um, the downstairs library, his personal space. Okay. What do we want to do with the other tower? I'll take it if no one uses it. I can go anywhere. Huh? Well, it's maybe, I was thinking maybe some sort of communal area or something. I don't know. Well, we have a common a room. room. We can yeah, it could have be a that. Room. There's the office, and then there's like a handful of <clears throat> The library, Avius, by the way, is at the top of the stairs, the first door at the top of the stairs. What was there? There was a study or there's something. There's a little study off to the side. 
Downstairs. Uh, also upstairs, I believe. No, no it, was it was downstairs. downstairs. Yeah. That's where I was thinking. Okay. Sure, that'll work. Yeah. I've well, I've washed the walls. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like I made it sound kind of whimsically fun. Like the first two weeks were just hell of like <clears throat> gore and evil stuff and like yeah. waking up to like specters attacking you every night. And yeah, it was it was not fun. All right. Uh, so what's going on with the tower on the other side? Meeting room? <laughs> Common well, area? If, if, uh, Real has oh, anything, no. he could just make it into like a music thing. It's, like he just goes up there and just oh, all you hear nice. is like haunting music from someplace. No one can find the house. But they know oh, the music yeah. comes from some place. That's interesting. Yeah. If that Create works. local legend. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I hear that tune again. And that was also kind from. of a slightly rectangular space <laughs> where you did battle with her and you could stretch like some thick carpeting to create a pseudo stage type thing. Sure. Yeah. We'll do that. All right. Interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. And then you do have that family there and they've taken to the, the work. Um, and again, they really enjoy it here. And I don't. No, if they all have names, but they will soon. Gannis. Gannis is the son. Good memory. I'm on also. Uh, <laughs> He's sorry. the one that uh, Puck's teaching him uh, to, to to take care of the uh, the garden, the garden, and the the grounds. I'm on. I'll start teaching him bowcraft as well. Kid. Yeah. What about <clears throat> what about the dad? What's the dad gonna do? Cook. Clean up after Avius. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's a full-time job. He's up in in the nest cleaning. He's just got like a... It's Samara, Yash, and Gannis. Samara's the mom. Yash is the dad. Gannis is the son. Yeah, so... Amon's been teaching Gannis uh, how to shoot a bow. I I guess probably bought a smaller bow for for the kid. Uh, Sounds good. Red Rider starting bow. Yeah, exactly. Shoot your Puck eye might, out. Puck might want to get his hands on it. <laughs> Take care of the place. Got it. Okay. Gannis, I'm, Gannis is the is the is, child? is the boy. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm just calling him boy. Boy. Yeah. Boy. You, ri- you originally met them on the river. <clears throat> you <throat> saved them from marrow creatures attacking. Then from the. From the poorhouse. Then the poorhouse mm-hmm. was sent them to the seamstress, and that did not go well for them. No. Nope. Then you rescued from the poorhouse, and then you were able to find them, and now they are here. Wow, what a what a life they've had <laughs> connected to you. And now indentured servitude. Yeah. <laughs> little little did they know when they went down the river that day, <laughs> how their lives would change forever. Totally. Give them a stipend of like you know gold a gold a month or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll take care of them. They're uh, if they do a good job, they're expecting the the adults are expecting a silver a day. So that's well, yeah, a gold that's, from each of us a month. Oh, that more than cover. Yeah. So that's that's three gold a month, six gold <laughs> total. They would expect as a family. Yeah. So Elmon will right? have yeah. kind rings of, of Stonemore from bank years back. for them for the next like I don't know. I guess maybe a year or whatever, like 70 gold. Oh, okay. Sort of. You just slam it down. You're mine, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right. I you mean, f- you know, I mean, that's easier payment for the year and a salary. Yeah. All at once. Done. All right. Anything else you guys wanted to do in, in that time? Mm, 
Avius wants to gamble and try and win some money. All right. <laughs> not really. No. I'm not going to loan you anymore. <laughs> That's what it all went to. He just disappeared one day. I need another loan. Do some yeah. knifey dicey. <laughs> Gambled his uh, bracers away. Yep. Yep. Oh. Uh, for for future stuff, sorry to interrupt, for future stuff, uh, as far as a goal for our young girl, uh, he'll be uh, crafting a, a symphony of some magic. Oh, oh all right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and actually, Elmo will have also gone to the, the 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 whatever temple or whatever that we're the conciliators, hmm. the Church of the uh, Lothian. Yeah, and try to get rid of this corruption. I thought oh. you gave it to the elves. No, he gave the book to the elves. Yeah. Now he's got an STD oh. of corruption, essentially. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, no, because you were not aware of it. Okay, fair enough. You were not aware of it. Um, oh, and by the way, the itching I'm feeling, not no. giving it away. <laughs> and then also, uh, real during your efforts to get information and hitting a lot of the taverns the last few months, you did pick up a completely unrelated bit of rumor that there's a lot of concern and investigation going on around the temple district of the destruction of the only telescope in the city. Oh. Okay. Stuff, <laughs> FYI. Unrelated. I have, a, I have a question about Earth, my Earth Armor spell. Go for it. Is it modifiable in any way? It's a level one spell. It gives me, you know, AC 13 plus my dex modifier. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, one that can be cast at a higher level? No. Or... Nope, unfortunately no. not. So it's just kind of... Okay. Yeah, there's several that don't boost up like that. Okay. Where does this ravine go, by the way? Uh, the ravine uh, heads out to the docks. Like, the bottom of the ravine is just docks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elmon will have also spent his time crafting, creating, whatever, maybe working with Olgrim, um, creating a secret escape route down the ravine to the docks. You could just jump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's so. free. <laughs> the ravine oh, is, it, it's about 100 feet. Yeah. It's almost a sheer wall yep. to massive raging river with lots of rubble of dead things and broken things. Spider and, parts. Yeah. yeah. Clocks. Clocks. And then it goes for about a mile, mile and a half, tumbling down and down and down and down to the docks. Okay. And what's your goal that you want to do? To create some sort of, like... Escape route from like be the so that like if you know wherever assaulted, mm -hmm. uh, sieged in the um, so you're manner. thinking a, a tunnel? Uh, well, I mean, maybe through the bars that was through through the cell, like where the cell and the bars like a way down and then out safely to some location. Yeah, I just don't see it currently because you're looking at an 80 foot cliff like from those bars. On that, uh, yeah, uh, like a like rope, like a rope ladder or something, um, or like forge out some some. Wasn't there a tunnel down below already, barred off? That uh, young puck 
jumped off, transformed, flew to little, examine. That was like right in the backyard. But wasn't wasn't it like a section that was down below the cliff? I it think that's the cell the bars that we. And then there was the little chute in the wall. That essentially, they would use for trash, and they yeah. could just put trash. That wall is now gone. But that wall's gone. I thought. That, okay, never mind. Yeah. So if we take a rope ladder down to the base <coughs> of the ravine. It's just a wild river. Uh, is that? I guess not traversable in any way. Uh, from the it, base? No, there's nothing down there but a raging, nasty river. Okay. Um, then you've got this weird rope ladder. That's a pretty strong, serious construction, and if it's in place, people are going to be seeing it, which would be weird. Right. Well, I mean, we roll it up and then. Yeah. You know. Um. um yeah, I'll, I don't know about that. Okay. All right. That was just a build the Da Vinci project. Like hang gliders. There you go. Mm. We got. That's what the other uh, tower will be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Puck. Ooh, we can attach our airship to that whenever we get it. Sir. Oh, yeah, we got to steal one of those. I know. Oh, yeah, we still need to get an airship. We have to. We have to um, find a float stone. And and Olgrim, sorry, Olgrim, real fast, is... Doing whatever the hell you want. Is uh, (laughs) still living and working at Middlehawks. Puck definitely <clears throat> offered him a place to stay at the uh, manor. Okay. Uh, but I don't know if he's uh, it or not. Yeah, how's that working out? Uh, I don't know how much leeway you want to give me. He's got plans if you want to do that. but uh, uh, All I know is that Nora was excited to have some relief, not have to do <clears throat> all the work. You've been helping out a bit. And I'm just assuming you're still working there. And he's still there. working there. He's putting in time for this wall and whatnot and if you need to crash out then he'll stay over there so where's your home over uh, would be the middle hawk okay puck you uh it's uh late at night maybe 11 o'clock you've been running late and uh you go through an alley skip over some weird little homeless guy uh, jump over a little mound of trash and open the back door to middle hawks yeah you are there, and you hear two dwarves in the uh, kitchen arguing. No, you had more sugar. Stop doing it like that. And, more beer, beer, all beer. Uh, the dwarf innkeeper Nor sticks his head out the door of the kitchen and sees you, Puck, nods, and says, No, it's just the goblin. Yeah, it's me. You can see there is a table that you are late for, and there are a bunch of cards set up and money, and they've been playing for a couple hours. Um, The doors have been closed. Uh, Not a lot of business going on this day, so they invited you over. There's a guy you do not know who's there. He's uh, shuffling up some cards, mixing things around a bit. Says, uh, hey, you must be the, uh, the other guy they've been talking about. Yeah, Puck. Puck the Goblin. Hope you brought some money. Oh, yeah. Come on, have a seat, have a seat. Here, just push their stuff out over there. Push this stuff out over there. You can sit right in the middle. Okay. Uh, I'm Welton, and he shakes your hand. Out comes uh, Nor and Olgrim with some beverages to continue the evening. And Nor says, hey, welcome, Puck. Hi, Hi, Nor. What's this? Is that Puck? Oh, you know it. You know it, oh, big you guy. You're in this game, eh? Oh, good luck to you. 
Uh, Ogram, this is a guy you've just met uh, named Welton. You don't know much, seems nice, and has plenty of money uh, and has lost a bit so far, so you like him a lot. Puck, you don't know, really know his gambling uh, capabilities when a knife is not a ball. This is cards. Yeah. Um, so you don't know his capabilities. And uh, Nor just gets uh, more angry the drunker he gets. You're not sure how that's going to work out. And you sit down, and as you do, make a perception roll. Ooh, Welton makes it. Puck, you do not need to make it. Okay. Um, Olga, make a perception roll. <laughs> what? Right <now>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, two, I think. Two sounds two, great. Two sounds great. No, it doesn't count. Got to roll then, on the service. On the service. Uh, 14. 14. 14. Something seems a little bit odd in Puck's spacing. He's getting out a little bag of coins. Something doesn't seem right. And the guy, Welton, calls it out. He rolled a 19. He says, son of a bitch. Are you kidding me? You invite him? Look. Look at this. And he points at the different piles. We're all missing coins. Every single one of us. And your goblin friend just showed up. You've been here the whole time I have. You think I stole coins? I've been gambling with these guys all night. They say they uh, know your name. Apparently they don't know you well enough. They know me just fine. This is my best friend and his business partner. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> then I say we uh, get our coins back from him. No, no, no. You don't understand. Uh, he's a special guest. I don't know you. He's a thief. I've been playing with you all night long. You gonna believe me or him? Are you armed? Oh yeah, I got your sword. Olgrim grabs his sword. (laughs) You draw your own sword. (laughs) One-handed sword draw. I think you might want to reconsider your words, friend. Uh, Make an intimidation roll with advantage. I don't think he has any intimidation. He might. I don't know. Oh, with advantage. With advantage. Uh, natural charisma. 20. Oh. <laughs> Sword glows. <laughs> he says, oh, whoa. <clears throat> easy, easy. Hey, look, I'll... I found the coin. <laughs> he says, I don't want any trouble. I don't want to get hurt. I'll, 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 I'll cover you myself. And you don't he, need to cover me. I didn't take anything. Nor, nor who is this guy? Who's this floor? Joker? Nor says I. I don't know. I thought he was a uh, thought he was a, a a gambler. Good, a good gambler. Yeah. Well, you left him unattended. You guys were ninnying over in the kitchen when I got here. He reaches into his pouch and hands out some coins and uh, starts refilling your piles. Uh, nor and Olgram. He says, "There." Oh, we're. We're playing too? Okay. You yeah. were playing. Like you took a break. You came back and a, a quarter of your money from each of your piles have gone I missing. see. Okay. There. Pay with my own money. Gonna rob me like this. I won't forget this. And he gets up and knocks the chair over and looking at Puck. You're popular. Puck with you no weapon. Oh my God. <laughs> Hins, I got magic. And he spits on the floor nearby you, Puck. Hey, I gotta clean that up. <laughs> he goes gets a mop. How, how far, Still holding the sword. <laughs> how far away is he from Puck? Uh, three feet. 
uh, Puck's going to jump up on the table and get like eye level with him. <laughs> oh. All right. What's your problem, buddy? My problem is nobody you... stole anything. You saw me this whole time. You guys are running some sort of racket. Left unattended. Screw all of you. I'm going home. Get out of here, then. Don't come back. He walks out the uh, back door and slams it. Where'd you guys find this guy? Guess I'll take his pile then. <laughs> <laughs> and you take your coins back. Uh, and you guys play some cards. Uh, make a general card roll for the whole night. It all comes down to a single roll, please. The sword is returned back to oh, the right. there. S- 16. Woo, I'm doing a roll? Yes. 17. Oh, uh, and Olgrim comes out the winter winner like crazy. Uh, Puck, you lose ah, 25 gold. Okay. As does Nor. You have a great night with the two guys. And you head home. Soon as you're outside Middlehawks, you jump over the homeless guy, and bam, you are hit hard over the head and thrown against a stone wall. You take six points of bludgeoning damage. It's a hell of a wall. A hell of a hit. You're dazed. A guy hunkers over you. You're not sure what the heck is going on, and he plunges a knife into your belly. Not too much. Plus three, you take eight points of piercing damage. He leans in close, ready to deliver a coup de grace, and says... This is from Jorn, and now I'm going to take out your eye. (laughs) It's a man you've never seen before. Yes. Some hired thug. You can barely see him. There's a guy behind him just kind of watching the scene as well, and they are about to slay you as their goal. We roll initiative of Puck versus these two. Um, All right, and we have uh, Puck. There's a guy right in front of me. Behind you is a little wall, and there's another guy maybe 10 feet away just watching. Uh, they both have uh, long knives drawn, and the guy in the back is going to do nothing, so Puck, you're up first. I'm all, am I still on you're, my back? You're still on me? You're seated. Your back's against the wall. You're no longer dazed. You can take full actions, but you are sitting on your butt right now with a guy just standing right over you uh, with his knife still in your belly. Okay. Oh, Nice. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Mulls over how he's gonna kill them. So where, like, how big, how much of a radius is it? Like, of clear areas around us. Oh, oh yeah. There's. It's a. This is a square. Storm. Is it having to be a stormy night? <laughs> There's wind and rain. Yes, it's raining. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna do call light. Olgrim's on the second floor, pouring water out. <laughs> That's not water. (laughs) You're going to do call lightning? Mm -hmm. That's not a ranged attack, right? So it's not, they won't get any uh, effect on you. It is a ranged attack. It is. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, choose a point I can see within range, and then each creature within five feet. So I'm going to go like right behind to hit both of them and avoid me. Oh, okay. Uh, If it's a ranged attack, you're going to be disadvantaged because he's right on top of you. That's fine. Okay. 
Are you basing that off the fact that it says within range? Yeah. No, it would say make a ranged attack, a ranged magic attack. Re- read the spell for me. Uh, you cast a spell, choose a point you can see within range. Each creature within five feet of that point must make a deck saving throw. Yeah, so it's not a ranged attack spell. They just have to, so you're fine. Okay. You're fine. All right, great. So describe what happens with the spell for me real fast. Uh, just black clouds just envelop. Just, it's like any light there was, like (laughs) this just casts it out. Okay. Um, so hopefully that, uh, if they're human, maybe at a little bit of disadvantage and then, yeah, they have to both make a dexterity saving throw. All right. They're pretty good with dexterity. That's the first guy. He gets a, that was a 15. He gets a 20. The other guy gets an 18. They pass the saving throws, yeah. and how much damage? They take half damage or they something? Take then? half damage. Ten, uh, so they each take 10 damage. Wow, that's still pretty good. 10 points of damage to that guy. 10 points of damage to the other guy. And that just stays there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you still have a move and a bonus action. You're sitting on your butt. Stand up. and That's half your move. Um... And then uh, I can use my uh, bonus action to to scamp a few feet away. Okay. And then you can do a half of your move to yep. get a little further away. Yep. All right, great. The zap comes out. The lightning hits hard. The guys are startled. The uh, thug who was right next to you closes in and slices at you with his dagger uh, twice. Jeez, a 19 and a 22. Mm, they both hit. Uh, hits you for five piercing and five piercing. Okay. And it is a new round. The other uh, thug, he does a move, move, and cuts off your escape to the door of Middlehawks, but he's not able to attack you. And it's your turn now, Puck. So you got a guy right next to you, about 10 feet behind you, is the other guy blocking the door back to Middlehawks. How close are they together? Um, They're about 12 feet. Okay. Um, So I'm going to go, I'm going to move this way. Um, There's a wall here there. So then I'm just going to blast him without hitting me. Oh, okay. With your, you're calling your lightning again? Mm-hmm. All right. Dexterity saving throw. Is there a storm this evening? There's uh, tons of clouds overhead, raining. But no, it's not storm. Like a cyberpunk drizzle, if you will. Would Would anyone come to see why the hell there's this massive lightning that's going on outside? Sure. Now? I mean, it oh. just struck right outside. I would imagine probably Olgram or Nor would come to check out what the hell that was. Um, Nor is lazy, and I will disagree with him wanting to do that. Um... Olgrim knows. He, he like takes full damage games. from your oh, lightning strike. Uh, 18 damage. 18 points of damage. Bam! Another huge hit of lightning. And then, yep. as a bonus action, I'm going to heal myself <coughs> the bombs of the summer court. Okay. Okay. He strikes you twice. He's actually supposed to get three attacks. He's just startled every time. So he loses one, and he is rolling like a beast. Uh, that was a 15 and a 23. They both hit. For a total of 5 and 5, 10 points of piercing damage. Even with the studded leather, you get the plus one on Yep. 15. It's just, just piercing over and over and over again. And before the turn ends, the door to Middlehawks opens up, and Olgrim, you are next to the initiative. <laughs> 
haven't said that in a while. <laughs> uh, he would, what would be his last task he would be doing? He would be doing some cleaning, I guess. Sure. Uh, so he will come out with a broom. All right. You are wielding a one-handed broom. One-handed broom. Uh, and uh, splinters it over the fellow's head who's got his back to him, I imagine. Yep, that's an automatic hit. Um, and you can do 1d6 plus your strength modifier, which I think was three. Is six total points of damage. All right, crack, you hit him. What's all this then? Wait, I get a second attack, don't I? You do. <laughs> action surge. Action surge. No, no, he gets two attacks for normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so wait, what am I? Oh, I'm rolling this. This one you got to roll. Um, what's the broom convey? Well, that would be uh, uh, plus three, seventeen. Plus your proficiency, which is probably another plus three. Three. So twenty. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. Nice. That'll be four additional points of damage. Four damage. All right. You open up the door and crack the guy over the head. He spins around, just what? And then you smack him upside the face. It is his turn. That's my good broom. <laughs> you see, this is no little scuffle outside as this guy's serious coming at you with a knife. Hitting you, Olgrim. Um, I think he had like a 15 armor class without serious stuff on. Maybe less without armor. I think less. Yeah, probably armor. like, four. let's say 14. Uh, he hits and he hits. You take 10 points of piercing, and the third attack misses. Ooh, a third attack even. And he's done. Puck, you're up. You got a guy in front of you, and then behind you 10 feet is another guy at the doorway. He kicked out of him and he's still standing. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to call down lightning again. Okay. Uh, Dex and what, what does that take? Your action? He takes my action. Not a bonus action. Okay. Um, dexterity saving throw. He's good at these. 16. Uh, passes. Takes half damage. Uh, eats, uh, what did I, sorry, I'm dumb. Uh, eight damage. Eight damage, got it. The guy who originally stabbed you, Puck, is attacking now. With three attacks, an eight, a 20, and a 19. The 20 and 19 hit. All right, he hits you for five plus five, 10 points of piercing. Getting low? Yeah. Good. All right. And uh, Olgrim. Uh, Olgrim. Standing uh, in the doorway of the back door of the Middlehawks Tavern. Got the uh, the attention of this guy. You have three quarters of a broom in your hand. Three quarters. <laughs> Just gets shorter. <laughs> an eight. Seven. Uh... Uh, I abandon the broom and go for a full grapple. Okay. Uh, trying grapple. to uh, disable uh, this uh, this guy and grab his knife. All right. Make a make a strength. Uh, make an attack an unarmed attack roll. So the normal plus six. Nor unarmed attack roll. Normal plus six. Okay. Um, fourteen. Fourteen. All right. And um, you still have. Uh, any bonus action? You still have battle maneuvers available oh, to you geez. that Olgrim did. Those are available. Uh, you reach for the knife. The guy uh, uh, pulls it away without you ever getting anywhere near him this round. I uh, make a second attempt. If oh, okay. yeah, sure. Is, uh, what is, uh, three, 17. 17. You were able to grab hold of his wrist, and you are now, uh, <laughs> and he's using, he's now grabbing on with two hands versus your one muscular with those 
unnaturally thick dwarven fingers around the wrist. You're holding it tight. You don't have control over it yet, but uh, he's going to try to attack you three times with disadvantage on all three attacks now. Uh, Ten, seven, and seven. He misses, misses, and misses. Just cannot get the blow through. And puck, you're up again. Rain is falling heavily. Yeah. Uh, Agitated by magic lightning. I need to do some, some heals here. Um, um, that'll work. Um, and then call lightning. So deck saving throw. Deck saving throw. 15. No. Right. What's your spell DC? Uh, it's 15. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Passes. I thought it was 16 for some reason. Um, uh, eight damage. Eight damage again. Zap how's, another how's huge he thing lightning. He's looking like he's still fighting strong. And he's looking so good, he's going to, um... It's going to grab you around the throat, make a strength roll. I'm sorry, make an athletics roll for me real fast. Puck. Three. Okay. He grabs you around the throat, pulls you in, gets only one attack this round, but now has you pulled up against him and cuts uh, into your uh, scalp with his knife and gets a full-on critical with the one hit for, we'll do eight points of slashing damage and your head starts to bleed on the back of your head. Uh, not playing fair. And Olgrim, you're up. Uh, so uh, Olgrim has this guy, he's wrestling with the knife and whatnot. Uh and Olgrim furrows his brow, just gets real close to him, that whole knife between the faces kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> you fight with knives, I can fight with teeth. And chomp right onto his, like, <laughs> ear. I Mike Tyson the hell out of this guy. <laughs> Making an armed attack roll, plus six. All right. I can do this twice. <laughs> I'm hungry. Uh, 13. All right, and? Uh... Jesus, 24, 23. All right, you go to bite him. He's like, whoa, and he pulls away. And uh, there's like this split second of what the hell? I'm glad I avoided that on his eyes. But then like these giant great white teeth come again and your eyes roll back. (laughs) And you take a nice juicy uh, bite. Uh, Do 1d4 plus three for me if you would. D4 plus three. For your damage. Uh, Four total. Okay. Uh, And he is now suffering from the freaked out condition. uh, So he'll be (laughs) at disadvantage for a while as you come off with uh, three quarters of his ear. Mm. And it's in your mouth. You can do whatever you want with it. What do you want to do with that? I I just chew it down. (laughs) You swallow it. I haven't eaten all day. (laughs) Do you hear my stomach? (laughs) What's it taste like? Chicken. Tastes like chicken. Wow. What what creature is this? Uh, these are both humans. Both humans. What was the damage one more time on that ear bite? Uh, four total. Thank you. It was a roll of one plus three. Okay. Bump a bump a bump. It is his turn. He <clears throat> is doing athletics versus athletics. I think he had like a plus six on that skill. Roll a. If it was the strength base, yeah. Yeah. Roll that one for me. Ooh, he's pretty good. Uh, 13. 13 total. He yanks his weapon free 
and runs for it. Dripping blood as he goes, you may have an opportunity attack of some sort as he turns his back and runs. Throw the broom like a javelin. <laughs> no, I, I don't take advantage. I let him go. Okay. He runs off, runs past his friend, and leaves his friend behind. And it is your turn, Puck. Uh, he's got me around the head. Does my nimble escape still work? No. Didn't think so. Um, This guy's going to have a dwarf suppository here in just a minute. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, <laughs> Guess where I go. sword and uh, try to stick him. Okay. You are able to draw the sword. You can make a sword attack with disadvantage. It's very awkward with this large yeah. weapon. In this tight, tight, tight confines. Uh, is the two a two? A two! Two is no good. You get the sword out, but you can't get any good angle on it. And he, however, has an excellent angle on you. And a 15 to hit. A 12 to hit. 15 hit. And a 24 to hit. as well. And he hits you with two criticals. Uh, eight plus eight. Yeah. Slashing down. He is sawing off. Do you have hair on the on your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There's, there's less of it now. Yeah. Uh, he's cutting and just sawing into the back of your head. Uh, what's your hit points at now? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay, I'm just, just curious. Yeah, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Ogrim. <laughs> Uh, Olgrim, uh... I do have that sword, like... Does charge. There's a sword being held out in the rain. Essentially, Puck has his head just buried in this guy's chest as he's just sawing into this little guy he's holding on to, and Puck can't get a sword attack. He's holding it out in the rain. Holding it out in the rain. Uh, okay, so close the distance, take up the sword. Okay, you slowly walk through the rain. <laughs> Doves fly out of your way. You walk right up behind the guy, slowly take the sword. You do a crick of the neck from lethal weapon. <laughs> and you, uh, what would you like to do with that sword? Uh, the sword would draw up quickly the full length of it. You could feel the, the whole length of the blade. Too. Charge of what? Because I missed last time. Remember it charges? So it's it's a sort of one, the sort of revenge. Plus, one, sort of plus one, uh, damage. Yeah. Does that transfer between the two? Yeah, oh, it's the sword that has damage. it. Yes. Uh, so he feels the full length of the blade kind of just run across his throat, uh, and a hair uh, gets grabbed and pulled back. Uh, and uh, you can do that with one arm. Uh, that's true. <laughs> it's, no, he does it with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Just now, now, no, no, now, try and say something just weird. Yeah, I know. Oh, 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 no, no. Hold on. <laughs> really? Canteen? <laughs> uh, he runs the sword up and gets uh, close to him. And it feels good to draw blood again. Or let him go. There's no need to make an, an intimidation roll. He uh, lets go of Puck and drops his dagger to the wet ground. Uh, I pick up the dagger and put it to his throat. All right, he has these sort of revenge <laughs> sword, known sword. as Shieldbiter's Bane mm -hmm. to his throat and also has- oh, no, to his belly. To his belly and yeah, now has a, me. has a dagger uh, just po poking slightly against him in the belly. Where's Jorn at? I ain't telling you anything. I stab him. I, I, okay. 
He's like, no, 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 stop, I'll tell you. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Changes to <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> He's at the guild hall. Which guild hall? A bronze company. Is that where he found the likes of you two? Your little buddy that ran away? Yeah. He's not moving a muscle. Um. Bronze Company. Is that military? Uh, you know them, Olgrim. They are ex-military that hire themselves out as mercenary types. Occasional assassination work. Uh, they might do good things from time to time. They might do manual labor, but if you're looking to rough up someone... And, I don't know, like you want a rival business to have something broken, you hire those guys to take care of it. Mercenaries, eh? Under contract. Well. We're taking care of our own. I'm taking on your accent. <laughs> don't do that. Don't tell me. Your little buddy wasn't taking, uh, wasn't taking care of his own. And I twist the blade a little. Ah! Nor quietly closes the door. (laughs) (laughs) Is Jorn still at the guild hall? Yeah, he is. I've told you what you want. Twisted some Ah! And then take it out. Ah! And drop it. Take your little blade. Get out of here if you know what's good for you. Oh, you're lucky. And that just is lengthy a stroke as it was before i draw it across as lengthy as i did before all right. was there, um, is there like a little cut left behind maybe a little bit all right <laughs> he had a mole i took care of that <laughs> you take it off he stands there for a while uh all of the assassin um uh, where he disappears in the shadows. What was that the professional the professional yeah you just disappear with the knife to the throat he stands there for quiet for a while <laughs> And then doesn't feel anything. He reaches down and grabs his knife and runs off. Just as off. he's running away, I'm going to call lightning down on him. Oh. <laughs> All right. He will make dexterity with disadvantage. Uh, 14. Nope. Takes full damage. Uh, 16 damage. Huge hit, and he dies in the oh. alleyway. Oh, died running. <laughs> then you give him a chance. <laughs> Wow. I have some dishes to tend to. (laughs) It's always good to have these little exercises. I go up and I hug him and, um, uh, thank you, Olgrim. All right, all right. You you sure you don't want to keep that sword? No, 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 no. I give it to you. I'll be back to check on you tomorrow. Thank you. Olgrim, is it it a little hard to hand it back or is it easy to hand it back? It's a little hard to hand it back, but he knows it goes to, to good hands. All right, you have the sword back, uh, Puck. Where are you headed? Oh, I need a, I need a little, little bit, of, a bit, little bit of a rest. All right, you're heading back home. Yeah. Three days go by. Now, what's interesting? We said that the charges. Every time the sword misses, it builds up a charge, which is plus one to hit and damage, mm-hmm. I believe. Game-wise, you could like have someone just like miss like in a target dummy like a thousand times, like a squire, and then hand it to a knight to defeat the dragon. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I think it only holds two charges. Fortunately, I the know, programmers yeah, put no. in a two-charge cap. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Anyways. It's a thousand-year-old blade. It's missed every time. <laughs> Be careful. Be it's careful. like vibrating <laughs> so ready. It just one hit, and it's just a nuclear explosion. 
All right, Puck, you're back at home, and uh, everyone there, real Avius and Elma, and you see Puck coming home, and he looks like a nightmare. The door opens. There's still off in the far distance a lightning flash behind him. He's dripping water. Blood is still pouring down the back of his head. Uh, Did you and change your hair? <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild night at the Middle Hawks. Poker night with uh, Jorn and Olgrim. <laughs> the dwarves take things seriously. Did you with Jorn? Uh, while they're or, chatting, uh, there's with, a soft uh, play of music and uh, bandages start coming from yeah, the table, the drawers and whatnot, and begin to alight themselves to try and uh, heal. It's it's just a basic healing. Cure wounds, all right. Cure wounds. Go for it. I'll roll it. I'll, I'll be looking sure. that up. The cure wounds? Yeah, my cure wounds. What do you want to say, Puck? Thing? It's just, no. you've just got bandages and crap. Uh, I'm not ready to talk about uh, Jorn yet. But, so I just kind of like. You just stomp up to your room without saying I, anything? No, 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 no. Like I a teenage girl rough, just dissed on pro- I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was a rough, uh, rough gambling night with the dwarves. Okay. Uh, all right, Avius Nelmon, you and Rill, you see this. Uh, he looks really far worse on a rough night with the dwarves. And he goes up to his uh, roost up top on the west tower. And has some uh, healing done to him with cure wounds. Yes. Maybe. Well. Is it just regular cure wounds? Yeah. Or do you have a special? No, no, it's a regular one. D8. Well, I have a special. You can level it up, power it up. I I can indeed. Sure. I can indeed. You guys cast level five spells now? No. 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 Level four. Uh, I think a three will do. All right. 3d8 plus spellcasting modifier? Yeah. 3d8. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 3d8 plus... Plus something. Plus is it plus four? It's plus I four. think it's plus four for you. Yep. And I need a d8. D8. I'll be rolling this one. Uh, let's see. We're looking 12 and 4. 16 points of damage. Thank you. Heal. And you feel better. Puck, you rest for the night. You wake up in the morning and heal half of your maximum hit points on top of that. Okay. And spent the rest of your magic healing yourself all the way up as well before you went to bed. Okay. You're fully healed. With Rill's help as well. Yes. It's morning time. Um, and you guys are gathered in your dining room, which is really just name only. It's just a really unfinished, sturdy table with some unfinished, sturdy chairs. Uh, all the art of the previous family has been removed. That was just too creepy. Uh, those pretty bare walls, that kind of stuff. Uh, but you're gathered there and, uh, the- Oh, I'm going to hang that painting up. That reminds me. What painting is that? The one he stole. The one he stole. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great one. That goes in the dining room? Uh, wh- Wherever it's appropriate. Right. I have a slightly more macabre at retcon, by the way. Okay. Hold on one second. All right. So dining room's there. Macabre. Oh, Lenard Manor. Corn on the macabre. Uh, <laughs> your attendants, uh, Samara Yash, they uh, don't regularly eat with you, so they you guys can have your time to chat or whatever. Uh, but she does uh, provide you guys with some eggs and bread and some milk, and you guys are sitting down, and you had something uh, 
to retcon? You know? I had <clears throat> acquired the uh, remains of uh, one of the family members from the room that was there. Yeah, her I husband. it was the husband. Uh, I'd like to lay him to rest using Olgram's uh, masonry skills. Are you, just are kind you of tossing him into the ravine? <laughs> <laughs> so his masonry skill is to strap him with a stone you and toss him All he goes. Uh, build him a, a, a tomb there. Oh, okay. So let him... That's nice. Rest. All right, so they, he has he a permit. the uh, you lotus clothes him back in his original clothing? His whole bones. <laughs> you did... There were someone clothes that gave, were taken. Yeah, someone gave clothes back to him. Did I? Yeah, because he took yeah, the clothes you, to look I like I gave them back, are you sure? Creepy I, I don't dress him, but I... I He's wearing them at the breakfast table now. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm asking. He <laughs> There's a finger in my oh. It is nice to see you <laughs> some pants though. <laughs> They're too tight. They smell of skeleton. Uh, well, they always smell of skeleton, but they <laughs> they smell bony. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, but uh, that just just wanted to make sure that's off my inventory list. Sure. Stuff in my bag. I need to bury this. Uh, around the breakfast table, <clears throat> I uh, puck puck. Uh, so last night I got I got. Uh, Beaten badly. Yes. Uh, Olgrim was in the battle a little bit too, the scuffle. Two two mercenaries came after me. Remember that one-eyed son of a bitch? You mean Jorn? Yeah, that guy. He sent some mercenaries after me to murder. Uh, well. I got one of them. Me, well, with all Olgrim's help. I guess we got some business to take care of then. Uh, while he... Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> I think we already have uh, business. We have lots of business. As you say that, uh, real money. in going through his uh, <laughs> his sack, there he pulls out one of the uh, the vases. Oh yeah, <laughs> and puts it up. Oh, oh, I've got a whole bunch of these in here. We sh- we should. It's been we didn't do that. We just <laughs> on those Come on, three we months. had to have really? done that. All right, She's three, pissed. we had <laughs> during the three months. We you also returned the vases <laughs> uh, from the necromancer uh, per her request. So real does not do any of the pulling out of anything. But Avius, <laughs> yes? you, know, you want me to finish that thought? Really? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> So we've got we've got the ogres, which I don't think we need to do it. Orcs, oh, orcs. I do. Yeah, uh, ogres. We at, do. At some point, need something to do about. But unfortunately, <coughs> they're orcs. I mean, they're they're on the verge of the city. I mean, yeah, it's how, something that keeps there. Like I, I, I do at one at some point, we should talk to the guards and see what's going on. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean the 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 orc threat is I mean mundane. If you will. Is it? I've never known a friendly orc. I well, I, I'm saying it's non... It's na- It's at least a natural threat. Oh. Morian, we may be better suited to deal with. What was the third thing? I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't matter. <laughs> the cultists. I'm sure it's fine. Oh, the cultists. And then, uh, yeah, Morian. And, and by the way, you guys are m- relatively oblivious to most of this. Yeah. You're relieved that no bells have been tolling, and it's almost becoming a um, a, a story and a memory as opposed to a real threat anymore. Yeah, well, okay. Good. Cool. I mean, then we got nothing to worry about. We just <laughs> it, kick it our heels up. It keeps being brought up and, uh, in, in puns and whatnot. Retire. It's too quiet. 
reading in a book about this thing called foreshadowing. <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> the book was called Foreshadowing. How to buy <laughs> the book for portion. <clears throat> what would you like to do? Um, you want to go pay Jorn a visit? Mm, not today. Give him a couple days to worry about it. There's oh. <laughs> <laughs> an evil goblin. Yeah. Um. So we do know where that. Uh, cultist contact lives. Um, yeah. Amon wouldn't mind paying him a visit at some point in time. Okay. Um, I mean, as a group. All right. But, I mean, at least just just discussing this here. Um, <laughs> Which one? Uh, the, the one that Rill guy? and I were working with. Okay. Um, yes. I know where his house is, so we could either. Uh, want to tie up that loose end. Well. Two options. You could either just straight kill him or show up and be like, you know, hey, you know, um, you know, we still want in sort of thing. Yeah, whatever. I mean, what's happened over the last three months with that? Not much. Initiation. We could talk to uh, Mariel as well and see if she's found any other of the Lacian gates. I've talked to people. Mariel is that the necromancer woman? Mm -hmm. She said she would reach out if when she had more information. She has not reached out. Okay. Uh, Rill is saying, uh, uh, I've reached out to people and at the at the various inns and places I've been playing at, trying to acquire knowledge, but nothing has come up yet. For the cultists. It's very disconcerting. You think I have a cold? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Uh, Didn't didn't mean to pass that on as well. What's your plan? What would you like to do? Uh, Going to assail the spire. That's what you want to do? You're going to just start climbing? (laughs) Uh, we gotta steal. We gotta steal an airship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not just something you can hide. Oh. Well, let's buy one. All right. With pucks, four thousand gold. <laughs> how much do those things run? Be. They can't be that. <laughs> Think how much Ooh, a regular ship gonna, would be. We just, who's gonna? We just <laughs> need an economy model. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them just the floating. The economy model <laughs> is a used metal, car, yeah. floating <laughs> airship. Just pedaling with the propeller. The used airship. <laughs> Wacky, wavy, inflatable. Who's going to fly it? <laughs> Who's going to fly it? Oh, he was it thinking is. of like commandeering. It would be vehicle transport skills. Oh! oh absolutely. You should go to the library to and read up. <laughs> How to steal a dirigible. What do you want to do? Did we want to go to that the crooked... Crooked nose. All I want to do is a zoom, a zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. Okay. Jump. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, if we do, let's let's like have a plan of what plan plan of action for that. For what exactly? Crooked nose guy. Oh, crooked. Just nose to go guy. interrogate him. We could do that. Just find him. Go. Find him yeah, find I, know, I know where he lives. Somewhat standing. Um. Yeah. Do you just want to go visit him first, real and? Try and inf- in- yeah, why don't you infiltrate, do that? or do we want to interrogate? Because those are two completely separate things. Uh, given the amount of time, three months have passed by. 
I think infiltration is going to fail. You do? Okay. Uh, well, given three months of Fast Buy. Oh, no. Depends on who's, how spooked he was, you know? He left in <coughs> pretty hasn't bad made condition. any noise since. I imagine he was pretty spooked. You can just say so, we, it, it took that long to find him. So, I... Eh? No, but oh. we can say if that. If he's been quiet, <laughs> and then Rill comes knocking at his door saying, hey, you know... Where you been? We've missed you at the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could be uh, the new recruits. You can... Yeah. I'm the leader now. Oh You're expected gosh. back. We could all be new recruits. Elmon could wear, like, uh, you know, glasses with a fake mustache. Ah, there you go. <laughs> now we're thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, go just going by his house, seeing if uh, there's anything. I, I, I like could... it if it if it has that kind of, we're, we're taking you back in the fold, son. Yeah. Yeah, you could totally play, play it up like, you know, you, you're kind of his... Uh, superior now let's give it a shot let's do it let's do it okay you guys go to the house of crooked nose you had uh, elmon had followed him back to his place uh several months ago and you know where he's at this is the guy who you uh worked still with recruitment wise on <laughs> still has hunter's mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> And you're outside this place, and you're camping it out down the road, um, and just alternating, and you spend there all day, uh, one of you or more, watching it at all times. And the hours tick by, uh, but you don't see anyone coming or going. Do we want to let ourselves in? Have a, have a look around? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we will... Avius. Oh. Yes? Go ahead. <laughs> Avius just goes right up to the door, raps on it with his with his uh, staff heroin of, rod. Oh, I was gonna say staff to detect magic. No. Okay. No, this rod of heroin. <laughs> Hello. There is no answer. I I said hello. Huck uh, sees if the door is open. The door is not open. The door is locked. Elmon will attempt to pick the lock. All right. You get out your lock picks um, and get to work. Make a lock picking dexterity roll. Dexterity. 13. 13. You are able to pick the simple lock. And there is a click, and you finally put some torque on it, and the lock opens up. I will stand behind Avius as I push the door. Ah. (laughs) The door creaks open, and it is uh, dark inside with curtains pulled and light coming in the afternoon through the, only through the door you've just opened. Does not appear to be anyone home currently from the immediate But the, it's like furnished. The house isn't like empty or anything. It looks furnished, yes. And it looks lived in. Rill not scrambles abandoned. through the legs of his compatriots and moves into the room. Okay. Boom. Uh, Rill, you move inside and... You see there, uh, there's some furnishings, but they've all been pushed off to the sides. So there's like a table and chairs, but they've been pushed off to the sides to make room. It's essentially one common room and then a bedroom is this small little place that he has. And uh, make an investigation roll, actually, Rill. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Investigation. Seven. You see some... Cake! 
Woo! <laughs> you see some strange markings on the floor underneath your feet, and... <laughs> Where's this one go? Bring the candle closer. And uh, not too far away, there is some sort of rope on the floor um, that seems out of place. And to answer your question, Avius, as you kind of poke your head around, um, it looks like this is where he lives, but you don't uh, think he's been here uh, today. Okay. Pretty quiet. You don't see any, like, candles that have been lit or still going or anything like that. Do I notice these floor markings? Uh, Yeah. I make anything of them? You mean make an investigation roll? Yeah, I just see some, some marks in the floor there. I, I, my eyeballs turn around in my head and I see nothing. Nothing. What did you roll? A one. (laughs) Blue mist begins to appear (laughs) at your feet. Oh! Refreshing mint. (laughs) Refreshing mint. The new car smell begins to envelop. Uh, you stand there, and the room around you begins to fade away. Wait, did you roll a natural one or a total one? A natural one. Oh. The room begins to fade away into a scene. You've seen it before, the forest. It starts to rush past you a little bit and zooms in even closer. You seem to recall a time when you were watching <laughs> halflings and whatnot were running around. Some were sleeping at the base of trees. And in this particular case, it zooms in on one particular group of halflings at the base of a tree. And there you see uh, a child running around, playing, whatnot. You see a, uh, a older lady there, long, flowing, black locks of hair. And uh, there you see Rill sleeping soundly uh, at, at, uh, in her lap. The image flows out, goes back. You see Rill appear, uh, thanks you again for this trip down memory lane, and you may reroll. Once. And <laughs> and this time it is amazing because that's what I thought I would roll. A 25. <laughs> it's a 25? Yeah. Wow, what an ability. Good reroll, Rill, for him. From a critical failure to a 25. You see, Avius... Uh, burn markings on the floor that you believe are fire or acidic in nature. You see this rope that Rill is stepping on, and it is connected to a small little pulley that goes up into the ceiling, and you can see square gridded marks. uh, It's not marks, I'm sorry, holes in the uh, floor above uh, that are stone that match the markings on the ground. Murder hole. And you can also see there are some uh, hooks, I'm sorry, loops uh, on the ground, four of them um, arranged on the ground. Uh, Small little loops. Real, step carefully. Uh, Watch where your feet are. Don't trip on that rope. Okay. This rope? Yank! I think we should all uh, maybe move to the sides of the room uh, for a moment, please, if you will. What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Uh, is everyone out of the way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Puck, I, yeah, Puck never got close to it. I pick up the rope and give it a tug. All right, you tug on the rope uh, with a little, uh, with some effort. There's a little squeak from the pulley. And then you hear a uh, light metal clank above, 
and some uh, liquid drips down through a grid of four by four hole, square holes in the ceiling above that drip onto the ground and uh, start lightly sizzling on the stone on the ground, on the floor. Of Ooh, the- acid. Yes. Uh, for what? I don't know. Um, maybe we should see if there's a way upstairs to... Yeah, Elmon will start looking for a way to gain access to where these contraptions have to be connected to. Okay. You look around and you see there is a a small little bedroom. That's the only other room in the place. And it has a little trap door in the ceiling. And you're able to, uh, if you want, uh, stand on the bed and gain access to that area. What what else is in that bedroom? A table and a uh, bed and um you know like a little drawer writing implement but um it doesn't look like there's any clothes that are here no toiletries of any kind what's in the drawer uh in the drawer is um nothing at all it appears to have been emptied and left slightly ajar avius would like to look for a way down okay like a basement or Make an investigation roll. There are loops in the floor. Could you describe these loops? Better? Sure. They're about like an okay sign with your fingers. What is that? Like three, four inches mm-hmm. uh, loops that are arranged in a, a square-like pattern around the uh, acid dripping area. Like in corners? Yes. Yeah. Does okay. it seem like it has a, a seam uh, that follows these? No. no it does not. It's probably, I would guess, Thank for you. tying somebody up. Well, now I'm getting that, yeah. yeah. You're morbid, but that works, yeah. Uh, there is no way that you find down. There's no down area, Avius. Let's go up. Yeah, Elmon's gonna pop open the trap door in the ceiling and see what's up there. All right. You pop open the door, and it is dark. Your eyes get accustomed to the uh, darkness with your um, dark vision, and you can see there is a strange metal container contraption that this rope is attached to that um, sits over slots in the ceiling that somehow dispenses a very mild acid um, when that pulley is pulled. You don't understand its function. It seems odd. And there is also a uh, body decomposing that's been wedged up here in this little crawl space area. It's not a whole floor. It's just a small little crawl space. Is that our friend, the crooked nose guy? Uh, it is not. It is a teenage, uh, uh, maybe fourteen-year-old you've never seen before, wedged into the. Hmm. How much acid is in this like thing? Uh, you climb up there as well, and you fit better than anyone else. Um, yeah, I'm not. I mean, I, I, I'll just. You're known to get into the little tight little sewer areas. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with not going up there. We'll send real. Right. I'm not real, but I'll go. Um, yeah, I'll go. Fuck. Uh, Puck, you're up there, and uh, you can look inside. There's about two gallons of liquid still in there. Hmm. It's a very crude, uh, hacked-together contraption. Uh, There's barely a slot to add any more um, liquid to it. Uh, It drips stuff off. You have to be careful. As a matter of fact, you take one point of acid damage. Does the body look like it was burned with acid? Uh, you don't have a good look and it's dark. Does the body look like it was burned with acid? <laughs> <laughs> you may make a medicine roll. Oh. 
Uh, nine. Puck, you are able to look it over. You don't see anything that would seem like that. What's going on up there? There's there's a body, some some kid, and this strange contraption filled with acid. That's when you talk. That's pouring down when you. Is there a lot of space up there? How many people are up there now? Mm-mm. No, there's not. It's like are a little fucking, crawl space I'm attic. Not up there. It's like a oh. ballroom, and we're just like dancing the night away. Uh, Real would like to clamber on up to investigate the uh, the uh, body. The okay. Remains. You climb up. You may make a medicine roll. Uh, I check the uh, use my taumaturge. No, prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. To light my way because I don't have the oh, vision okay. capability. All right. Uh, and I'm making a medicine. You okay. snatch up a candle from his bedside. And light it thus. That is that. Uh, what the hell was it again? Sorry. Medicine. <laughs> medicine. I've never used this skill. 16. 16 is pretty good. Uh, this uh, body was not burned uh, or affected by acid in any way. And was uh, had uh, his throat slit. Not here. There's very little blood here. There's some where the body was moved to, but was clearly killed somewhere and then moved to this location intentionally. Huh. How long ago? Very good question. With your 16, uh, it's uh, been two or three weeks. Three weeks. Um, I set down my loot and I unstring one string. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I tie it around the skull of the uh, the kid, teenager, whatever. And uh, Puck, you're watching this in awe. <laughs> yes. Ready to be watching As it. As I do horror. with most of uh, Rill's actions. And Avius's. What weird shit are you guys up to? <laughs> uh, the string begins to glow and hum ever so slightly, and a light fills the eyes of the creature who is deceased in front of me. Okay. Easy shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I am speaking with the dead. Oh. A little bit of. I draw out a circle around it and a little bit of necromantic uh, symbols. Now, this should be interesting. Uh, you partially revive a corpse to ask it questions. The corpse must still have a mouth and can't be undead. That ma- matches it. How many um, more secrets do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones I've told him to keep. <laughs> we can we can ask it a few questions, but its spirit won't remain long. All right. Um, the body shudders violently. Puck, you are just freaked the F out for a moment. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to start attacking, but it doesn't come to life. It just lays there completely motionless, except the head just kind of rotates creepily towards Rill. Uh, looks at you and lets out a long gasp, some deathly exhale. (sighs) And this uh, smelly body, its uh, lifeless eyes look at you, um, Rill, and um, awaits your question. (laughs) 
Who did this to you? The Chaos Cult did this. I scribbled down notes furiously. (laughs) Where am I? You are... safe. It shudders again. (laughs) Uh, We had determined two weeks had gone by. Two to three weeks, yep. Two to three weeks had gone by. Where can we find them that did this to you? I don't know. It's beginning to fade. Don't have too much time. What other question? Ask, uh, ask him where, if he knows the crooked nose guy. And where he was when he was killed. Where were you when you were when you met your fate? Outside the Bane Wards. What's what's your name? Screw you, Puck. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta grab it. Here we go. Didn't expect to need the name of the dead. No, it just I didn't have it up. <laughs> Delric. Real, you believe you have just enough magic power to ask one more question. One more question. How many more questions can we ask? <laughs> ask him if, if this was voluntary on his part. Like suicide? If, if he was a willing sacrifice or if he was taken. Hmm. Was this willing? Your death? No. And there is a shutter, and what little movement to the eyes there was fades away. I untie the string and restring my lute. All right. You are a wild and crazy <laughs> halfling. <laughs> I not, like it. It's not just the living that likes the music. <laughs> do you, do you know of the Spain Warns? What is that? It's new to me. I don't know. Um, Puck. No, maybe not Puck. Yeah, I would say real. Real, make a... What is it? History is our lore skill? Yeah. Real, make a history roll. And I'll tell you your target is uh, 22. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So that's easy. Actually, uh, with that, uh, I press my boots tightly together. I click them twice, as it were. Okay. And I discharge its magic into this roll, which gives me advantage for the day. Oh. I think once. Today. Once, once for, the, for the day here. Uh, that looks to be a fourteen. Fourteen total is not enough. Not enough. It is too obscure of a concept for you to have heard in your travels. Yes, I don't know where they are, where this place is. 
it's a big city. I mean, it might be a dead end or it might be. They killed him there. I mean, yeah. Seems might be a spot to start. Yeah. I mean, it's a as good a clue as we have. Could it be a, a location or perhaps a name of a family? I would guess location. Guess location. Where he was killed. We got two for location. <laughs> uh, Rill would like to go down and start digging through his, uh, the um, the guy's personal effects downstairs. Okay, there are none. No trunk, nothing. Nothing. Toss the bed. Okay, you toss the bed. Um... Yeah, you don't gather. He's been here for a while. We could we could check out the hideout, the, his hideout. Where you it's guys were meeting, uh, huh? The orange door. That's a good thought. Go. Probably dead end, but might as well. Yeah, this is a dead end. Ah, literally. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> right. If we ever find that guy, we gotta remember his little. Uh, his little contraption here. Mm-hmm. Bring him back for some questioning. Yep. So we'll leave the place as we found it. All right. So that he's... Oh, you're going to make me refold the bed? Right. Yeah. <laughs> refold the bed? There's a dead Clean teenager up. up in the <laughs> ceiling. And he's still up in the ceiling. All right. Um, Yeah, we're going to basically make it like we never were there so that he doesn't know that his place got searched if he comes back. Um, let's go to the place of the orange door. It's not too far away. You guys head towards the intersection where the orange door meeting room on the second floor of a bakery was found. You guys were there earlier, um, a couple of months ago, trying to be recruits for the Chaos Cult. You're at that street T intersection where you also had to battle undead. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite was when that battle ended. There's just all this gore everywhere and you just whistle and walk away. <laughs> Um, okay, but you guys are uh, out on the street. Did you want to stake out this place? Did you want to walk up there? Let's just see if there's anybody there. I agree. We'll walk into the shop. Rope shop, I think. Was yeah. Rope shop, yeah. Next door. Rope shop. And just go straight as if we know exactly where we're going, back through. and. All right, the rope maker guy there does tries to greet you, but sees you just walking right on by and doesn't say anything. You head up, you walk out into a little balcony, you cross the span, you're next door of the bakery, next to the orange door, and how, you open or knock. How how heavy is the orange door? Uh, not, not, not. Kick it open. Oh, kick it open. You're just not gonna... Uh, uh, nope, just okay. straight kick it open and go in. All right, uh, make an athletics roll for me. Uh, 21. With a huge kick, the door not only is kicked open, but has cool splinter sections go flying off. It was probably open on that. (laughs) Elmont's like, go, go, SWAT team two, go, cover me. Clear. And the door is open. Standard two by two formation. (laughs) Inside is a storage area for fishing type stuff, tackle, blocks, rope, netting. All tucked in the corners, there's a table there. Uh, there's no one here. Does it look like there's been anybody here? Make an investigation roll. 
four, four. You detect four people in this room. (laughs) If it's not beating a dead horse, I would like to follow that with additional. You may be the last one to do so. All right. Um, that is that. That is that. 16. 16. You don't think this place has been used in a while either. Oh, we're not going to learn anything here. This hasn't been used in a while. We should ask around. Bone words. Uh, <coughs> you should. What about your city? You have a cold. Your city guard. Friend. It seems to be going around. Yes, I was just about to suggest uh, the church. What, what have they determined I th- lately? I think we should, yeah, start with. Uh, our Lothian contact and see if they may know. So do we have a method to like contact them on the like down low? Yeah, there's a way you can, uh, you can reach out. There's a, you've been, uh, put in contact with an adept. You can inconspicuously meet at the back of one of the temples and then he will pass on word. And then the beggar spy will come find you. Um, at a location, he only knows Middlehawks unless you're giving him your new location. Nope. Um, I don't know Quick exactly. Note. Yeah, Middlehawks. Okay. Um, he they can leave a note with Olgrim. Okay. Um, <clears throat> as long as Olgrim's all right with that. <laughs> I don't want to, you know. You could leave wake up calls with Olgrim if you want. <laughs> he takes all things. All right. Uh, so yeah, so let's meet. Um with uh, our Lothian contact. Um, and None of the rest of us have ever met him. Just you. It's because he doesn't really exist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> making shit up. Again. Fantasy deep throat. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Talk to Avius about that. Um, hey, you don't know my username. <laughs> oh, 72. <laughs> um, you guys are back at your place. And as you go in and kick off your boots and relax for a bit, um, Yash, your uh, servant guy, is there. Manservant. servant. Says, hello, sirs. Um, a oh, How old is Yash? Yash is, he's a young father type, maybe 30. Okay. All right. Too uh, old for you. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> He says, yes, sirs, um, a uh, captain of the city uh, came by while you were gone, said uh, he needed to speak with you. Captain of the city guard or captain of the city itself? I'm afraid I don't know that. Anyway, was he in a what? uniform? <laughs> it doesn't was, matter. He had a great uniform on. It where, was. Where did he you talk about your to attention to detail? What color was Gosh. his hair? Well, uh, he's getting overloaded. <laughs> he backs. He runs. <laughs> Takes his family. <laughs> this is gonna be a write-up. <clears throat> <laughs> Yash's constitution is not very much. Oh, that was a lot of questions. What was the first one? Did he uh, tell us? Did he tell you where we should meet him? Yes. Where uh, was that? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, at at Dongard. Dalengard. That's yes. it. Dalengard. 
And what was, did he leave a name? <laughs> Do we need to get you some pencil and paper? You can write stuff down. We need us. to get him you an don't education pay me enough. First. It was, it was, it was, there was a lot. He was frustrated trying to find the place. He said, I've been looking for a long time. He was yelling at me. Uh, got Captain Don Guard, and he, they, he, uh, he wanted to speak with you. I'm gonna need some of my gold back. <laughs> the yearly gold. You're docking his salary. Now. He was a he was a captain, not a sergeant. His kid is eating the last. He of said, the food. "A captain." His kid not is eating the, <laughs> eating the gold. Eating the gold. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Thank yes, you. Yes, you did fine. You not did really. fine. What well, may you I suggest to, to you? Take this book of pictures that has letters with it. Learn the letters. You handed him some all-powerful wizard handbook. It's <laughs> gonna start decimating part of the house. So we're gonna need to hire a hire a, a tutor, a, apparently, a tutor to teach to, to teach this person how to how to read and write. This is becoming. Or we could just have, <laughs> a, have a school podcast now. <laughs> we should send him to work with Olgrim. Olgrim could teach him some. I don't think Olgrim's literate. <laughs> I'm 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 liter literal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm very literal. Very literal. Let's go find out what the captain wanted. Um, let's 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 head to Dalengard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go to Dalengard Castle there, <laughs> at the entrance to the noble district. I yeah. Think? This is Dalengard. It's that ancient white fortress. That leads to the nobles' quarters. It's where the uh, commissar and his soldiers uh, um, work and are barracked, housed. These are not your city guards. They leave that for the more corrupt city guards. These are guys that are very, very loyal to the city, in particular loyal to the commissar, more so than even loyal to the empire. Um, they really love him to death. You approach this place. It has got white walls, lots of white towers around it with white uh, fencing that blocks off the uh, the nobles' quarters. There's a giant gatehouse that uh, people can approach. A couple wagons are coming and going, being inspected by guards. It's got red caps to all of these different towers, and you can hear guards marching and um, moving around. You can also see as you approach the gatehouse from your distance that there is a large cannon being moved around. Um, you haven't seen many of those. Um, so they have actual some sort of artillery piece type thing and they're mm -hmm. moving that around and attaching it to a um, couple horses. get out of here before the siege happens. No, let's fight some orcs. <clears throat> now that you've allowed them in, <laughs> Buck wants to kill them. I don't like the idea of being Fenced in. Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what this captain city. has to say. Maybe, maybe walls are closing in on me. <laughs> <laughs> An elf with PTSD. <laughs> uh, you're at the gatehouse. A guard, uh, a soldier, comes out wearing a really strong arm, a strong, serious-looking plate armor with uh, all the great uh, colors of the city around it. That slightly differentiates him from the city guard. He stands out, big square shoulders, and says, Hold, state your business. I flash my bracers at him. <laughs> ching, ching, like Wonder Woman. Yep. 
it's uh, I'm on in the Yabale Four. Um. Uh, oh, right this way, gentlemen. <laughs> what? I like it. <laughs> He motions you in, double-checking his clipboard, which does indeed say Yabael 4. (laughs) (laughs) Best day ever. (laughs) You are taken in to the gate, past the cobbled streets that lead up to the noble quarters, and instead taken towards uh, barracks areas. There are about 20 soldiers, uh, younger guys, not armored, doing some drills with a wooden sword, smacking each other in unison and different motions. Avius immediately heads that direction. <laughs> I snatch him back. And pull him over? <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, like, don't don't wander, Mr. Wizard. <laughs> They're not for you. <laughs> Yet. You are taken through an archway into a... Uh, smallish uh, sitting area where you can, uh, some food and some waters just put out. It's not a fancy area. It's like a mini mess hall type area. And uh, the guard um, motions towards it just as a door opens and a higher ranking officer comes striding in uh, boldly. Also armored and looking nice has his helmet under his arm with some little plume type thing, walks over with a long sword at his side and says, uh, one of you is Yabael, you're the Yabael Four. That's correct, I am, I am Elman Yabael. And these are my companions. He says, I'm Captain Ryson. And he shakes your hand firmly. Very well. It's a pleasure to meet you. I've heard good things about you and your team. (laughs) (laughs) You're just smiling big. Ever. (laughs) I've heard... uh, Put together a good crew. Yes. (laughs) You've uh, (laughs) cleaned... Avius' expression right now. (laughs) Fireball is just slowly growing in his hand. <laughs> his, his eyes Fire. are just glowing orange. He's calculating the arc of his acid cone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, I heard you cleared out a uh, troublesome spot over in the uh, north quarter area. And uh, also heard your group was responsible for taking down that mechanical monstrosity back when last winter. No, that. That was not this. That was the Katorum Four who did that. Uh, you mis misheard. Formerly known as the Katorum Four. <laughs> now it's Jefferson Starship. <laughs> he says, "Well, you've come uh, recommended uh, from one of our sergeants." And a cold. The old man's constitution is a little low. <laughs> And the uh, commissar happened to remember a, a bit of your name as well and uh, mentioned you. We have need of some help. We're in actually a bit of a dire situation here. If you've heard any rumors recently, there's a bit of an orc situation that's been brewing. And we're trying to make some plans right now. If you're interested, interested in helping out, interested in keeping the city intact, come with me. There's a meeting going on right now, and I do not want to miss a moment of it. Well, we will certainly accompany you, Captain Ryson. 
And let me see. He has no problem with you guys having weapons. You don't look particularly odd. He's just making sure you guys are presentable from where you're going. All right. He looks you all up carefully. And, uh, and, and Avius, you're just wearing the bracers. And <laughs> just the bracers. Just the bracers. <laughs> and, um, uh, and a harrow rod. <laughs> rod of harrowing. Yeah. And he strides boldly off. You guys follow. He goes into a larger meeting room, and there is conversation already going on. It is loaded with about 20 guys in there. These are veteran soldiers arranged in a rough kind of circle with a more lit up area in the middle with a giant table where there are several older soldiers that are in an argument right now. And it kind of has the um, uh, Death Star Mon Mothma type vibe. You know, everyone, the rebels are around, but there's a major core section that are talking about it. You guys are not. You're on the outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get the vibe of um, shutting up and being quiet as these guys are talking about big things. So Give Avius a pointed look at that, the thought. I'm staring at the spinning hologram in awe. <laughs> we lost some good men to get this information. Uh, Captain Ryson. <laughs> Captain Ryson says, uh, uh, sorry for interruption. We're all here. And one of the other older men says, General, continue. And an old man in his armor, uh, which still hangs on him pretty well leans over this table with big knuckles leaning over it, trying to give an, a, a commanding presence. So this is much more than we had feared for the safety of this city. The Empire has been holding them off from key provinces, but this orc attack is like nothing we've seen in hundreds of years. There's frustration, I know, about how this buildup could have happened without the Eastern Army even being aware of it, but we are in the situation we are at now. The Army is focused primarily on holding off the further attacks, getting anywhere near uh, Tarsus, anywhere within 100 miles of Tarsus. They will hold that line is what I'm being told. And I have confidence that will be the case. However, that leaves the jewel of the wilderness, our very own Tallis, all alone. We are in almost, in all aspects, cut off. The army has, and he takes, unrolls this huge, like, six by eight map across the stone table that shows the city, surrounding environments, oceans, and that stuff. He points over to roads that have giant ornate symbols that uh, has Tarsus listed, which is off somewhere else. You guys know that being the capital of the uh, empire. Although, quick little political side note, there are couple different there is no emperor anymore um he passed and there's kind of who's an emperor now and there's someone in tallest city who says he should be that people are behind and there's someone back in um the tarsus city so it's kind of a empire's kind of in flux so this is not a good position all the way around 
Elmon snaring over there in the dark in the corner. I'm gonna say, so there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about coordinated <laughs> efforts and attacks. We do not understand the leadership behind this orc uh, army. We've known for quite some time that orc warbands are obviously a threat, but how they can be brought together as one force is still unknown to us. They are not alone. They have normally been led by goblin uh, skirmishers, fodder that are sent out initially or uh, out to harass the smaller communities. They also have some larger um, assistance in the form of uh, ogres. There have been reports of giants aiding them, but we cannot verify that. Those might just be ogres as well, but we cannot expect that. The commissar, and he nods, and you see the commissar is standing in the dark corner himself, as though he's a nobody just watching his general's plan. Creepy. The commissar has authorized uh, his guns to be uh, repositioned across the city. We will set up um, protections across the walls. Our forces will be... uh, Uh, set up. We will come up with an attack plan and a defense plan for the city, Um, and we will have that to you by the end of the day. Uh, We will revise that plan as things uh, come through, and we will also continue our recruiting. Uh, We will not be instigating any draft at this moment, but we will be preparing for that. We still at this time want to not alarm the city as much as possible. It is affecting trade. Traders are knowing this. It, it it will need to happen at some point that the populace needs to know there is a threat. But still at this point, we believe uh, the soonest they could be here would be uh, three weeks at the soonest. They will most likely come through the ending forest. He points to a large forest with that name written on it on his gorgeous new map. They will come through here. They have already decimated this province If they stay and reinforce, which is my personal hope, then they may leave our city alone, but that is not my expectation. My expectation is they will come through the ending forest. However, we have also heard that they have uh, a small fleet of ships, and that is also of concern of cutting off what trade and resources we can get in so that there isn't any kind of siege that we might expect, at least on our eastern side. And we do believe those ships are coming and coming now. Uh, The Commissar will decide what we will do with our fleets. You guys, adventurers, know that they don't have many boats. Decide how we will uh, defend our docks with our fleets. But they will come. They will affect our our private citizens and their boats. The warning will most likely need to go out sooner to them. We might do it covertly to, again, not alarm the populace, but let some of these shippers know that they might want to leave the area and find other ports until this storm is weathered. My scouts have returned. They have shown these ships are coming. They will come through here much sooner than three weeks. They will pass by the White Sea. They will most likely cross over shoreline and they will curve around Katorum Island before they reach, (laughs) before they reach our city. (laughs) And you see it on the map, Katorum (laughs) Island is written on there. Yes. (laughs) 
Now, you, and he starts turning to a general and starts giving him some orders, a placement of troops, turns to another general, starts talking about supplies and all this, and spends the next hour delegating. Each of these guys gets their orders, and then they leave and uh, move off. After about an hour, the commissar leaves. There's some talk. You guys are still standing there, and he branches off to some of the more back teams, such as yourself. He sends some... Uh, small group of dwarves, one of which you recognize as one who was ready to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Olgrim at the fair Ooh. some time ago. He is there with a couple other dwarves. In after the yeah. a.m. Uh, he's there, and they are told... The mercenary group, the white... Yeah, the white shithead. So. Yeah. If only Olgrim was here. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to um, they are told to head to a specific location to uh, protect from a possible attack from below um, via the orcs. An entrance that might allow a lot of orcs through at one time exists, and they want to um, have that area shored up. And then they he comes to you. He says, uh, gentlemen, I'm General Iolus. I'm glad to have you here. Avius Katorin, yeah, very nice to meet you. Uh, now, I'm sure you're wondering, uh, intel on Katorim Island, and I have plenty of it. Uh, uh, there's cobalt, <laughs> and then there's uh, more cobalt. Uh, in this section here, uh, beware, we're now there's cobalt. <laughs> uh, tunnels as well, this way, and in those tunnels you'll find cobalt. He says, Captain, did and you get that? There's more cobalt the over yes, here. Captain says, yes, sir. Almond's behind him. Just shaking his head. <laughs> there have been um, several instances of kobolds being used by orcs as well, so that could be a recruiting spot for them. Yes, because there's cobalts on that island. <laughs> I know firsthand. I'm Avius Katorm. A uh, pleasure to meet you, yes, sir. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> See my bracers. <laughs> with your knowledge of this area and which, the cobalts which is good to hear uh i need uh every soldier i can to protect this city man the walls and with your knowledge now uh out there with this uh island i could use your help in scouting out the ship situation Oh, we, we have a ship that could be of use, perhaps. That's good. I can uh, provide you with uh, some funds for any supplies you might need for your trip. And what I am in need of are for you to scout out, see what the, uh, if, what the fleet situation is of any orcs, disrupt them if you can, but more importantly, get back with any information. I will require 1,500 gold uh, in addition to the supplies. <clears throat> he says, uh, Captain? Captain says, we can do that. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing a very good job of leading your uh, crew here, I, Elf. He believes he's, he's delegating silently. Yeah, sometimes you just got to let him run. <laughs> <laughs> We're even... I'm, no, I'm we're nowhere close. Pardon to me, General. <laughs> oh, no, I just paid you back. 
No, we were getting that money anyways, but... Uh, pardon me, General. Uh, <coughs> why why specifically uh, examining the seas? You had another contingency of uh, orcs that was going on, I believe, and in, in pointing over at the map where they were off to the east. Mm-hmm. You were hoping that they would uh, uh, hole up. The, reinforce. The, the, the reinforce, yes. Uh, rather than continue their movement. What would cause that? That's where I have my fingers crossed that they will, but all indications point there's a sizable force coming here via land. And I have recent scout that returned uh, with a heavily damaged ship that will take quite some time to get repaired, that there are boats of orcs as well. Uh, That is my meaty concern because they can be here much faster. Was the ship damaged by orc embattlements uh, at sea or by uh, something else? It was damaged by uh, battle and uh, uh, some rocks as well. Not uh, a (laughs) pharaoh. He just picked hair off his tongue. (laughs) Conversation with the the general. general. (laughs) (laughs) When your beard is this wily. Just, you're like a cat just with a hair. <laughs> Go on, General. <laughs> Cobots. So, if you see orcs, take them take them out. I can show you again. Uh, my captain can show you again where on the map we expect to find them. If you encounter resistance, take them out. If you encounter a lot of resistance, report back with numbers and locations and expected movement. We will do what we can. And he says, good, Captain. And uh, the general goes to another group. The Captain uh, Rison comes up to you and says, so, what kind of questions do you have? Well, where where exactly do you want us to go? Well, I'd start uh, by getting a hold of your ship you said you had. Maybe, we gotta, we gotta sort that out. Uh, well, if you need some funds for that, that can also be provided. 1,500 so gold, go. yes. Yes, I will get you the 1,500. And I would uh, swing out towards here, and he starts pointing on a map. Uh, and uh, it's split four ways. <laughs> and then that you can take no, that that's, off. No, that's mine. <laughs> there, there's a map here he's pointing at. I'm just making notes as we bicker. Our, our cartographer is, <laughs> if you want to call him that. <laughs> Have you seen his maps? <laughs> no, no. It just, there's a I reason. go blind each time. <laughs> he points uh, between where uh, Talus is, and he says, follow the coastline around towards the east, and there's a big bay. He says, you might uh, uh, scout out this bay or cut straight across if you're not seeing anything at all. I would absolutely imagine by the time uh, you get to Shoreline, which is a named uh, p- section of sea. Uh, by the time you get there, you are going to run into trouble. Um, if you don't, you may want to push on even further to scout with anything. Just be careful you don't get cut off um, by any <coughs> vessels. Mm. We should head out straight away then. Let's gather our things and be on our way. Okay. All agreed? Yeah. All right. Who's ready for adventure? You guys head out. You leave the fortress, you head back to your place and restock up on supplies 
and do a montage of putting on armor and sheathing <laughs> blades and putting on bandanas. <laughs> more more boats. The goblin's excited. Okay. Can I have gotten an actual shield between now and then? Uh, yep. Okay. Just grab one from the armory. Uh, but you're running out of room to hold things. You've got a lot of weapons, and now adding shields to well, sling on your back. I have a sword, a bow, a dagger, a rapier, a, a cart. Ra- well, that's my, his. That's, ra- that's sword. a sword, pony, and a crossbow on top of all of that. I don't have the crossbow. Ooh, a crossbow and a buckler. I the the. Hold on. <laughs> Buckler's being traded for the shield. The crossbow okay. goes to Rill. All right, that'll work totally fine. Yeah. So. I mean, oh, I have a shield now. No. No. Crossbow. Yeah. I have a crossbow. <laughs> little crossbow you wanted. Oh, I have a little crossbow. Cool. Yeah. A, right, little, cool. a light crossbow, as it were. Is it a normal? Yeah, it's one d six. Just want to make sure. Uh, that I need to. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. Thank you. All right. Um. Yeah. So is that? Totally fine. Fair. I mean, totally fine. You know, one range, one melee, <laughs> and, uh, and a dagger, but. Good. Okay. Okay. What else? Um, we're gonna u- leave detailed instructions with. Samara, okay. not Yarsh, Yash, um, about the care of the household, and she's in charge. Okay. <laughs> she takes that duty seriously. Fuck uh, tells Olgrim, checks in with Olgrim, tells him what we're up to. Okay. And then uh, I guess we're going to go yeah, down to the docks. Uh, well, okay, so we do need to talk about who we're, because I was thinking of contacting from way back. Uh, yeah, Captain Captain uh, Release. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's around. Yeah, yeah, of course she is. <laughs> the it's a pretty bold. The, yeah, but all right. Of course, the nettle. Yeah, so we'll see if the nettle's in in port. All right. Um, there we go. Um, we also, in the meantime, leave instructions for Samara. And Yash, do keep eyes and ears open for an area or a surname of Thaneborn. But they're not going to really leave the house. They'll have to go get supplies, feed themselves. We can, um, we can leave? We can (laughs) set Gannis on, um, a mission to find out about the Bane Warrens. So Gannis will be our little runner. Little kid? Yeah. Okay. We'll throw him right, right, right in harm's way. It'll be fine. And for any of you listeners that happen to know the tallest setting, they did just say they're sending the young boy Gannis to look for information about the Bane Warrens. They <laughs> did just say that. Continue. Yeah. Sure, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell him to be careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we spell our tallest different than yeah, that's the, totally different than the other ones. So. Yes. Yeah, let's go down to the docks. Okay. Is the Nettlin in port? You guys head down to the docks before, before we leave. Yes. Rill gives one last spin or tug to the uh, to the uh, safe there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to check out the safe? Yeah, he's just he's he's had a plot of numbers in his head and Good ways job. to open it. He thought he'd give it another another. Uh, All right, uh, Rill, you're there. Thing. You're kind of stumped, looking at this strange series of dials. You bring in your crack team of safe crackers, which is Avius and Elmon. Uh, you've had them many times here and all butted your heads and can't get any further. 
You think you've got an idea, and you call in your team. Avius, you take a look at these strange dials <coughs> and need to make an intellect um, or a skill roll, actually. What kind of skill? Uh, I don't have my list of skills handy here. Intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never know. There it is. Skills. I would say you can do an investigation roll. Uh, 12. 12. You're looking at these dials. You start trying to manipulate things. You can't quite figure it out. You think it needs some uh, more deft hands. And Elmon, you break out some thieves tools. He's created a slightest little opening. You think you can get some tumbler action on. Make a challenging thief dexterity roll. Tumbler. Seven. And Rill, you just have no idea I, how to. Yeah, yeah. I know. thought I had an idea. To Sorry. The docks. <laughs> to the docks. Sorry, to the docks. I had to try it. You guys head down to the docks. Oh well. <clears throat> And I believe this is the first time you've been back since, like, the first adventure. Yeah. It's been a while. Crazy. You head down, and you are uh, in the docks. It's down all the plateaus of the city, down to the very bottom with this huge 200-foot cliff face. There, it's crazy slanted buildings that look like they're all going to tumble down made of wood. Um, big docks there with uh, multiple ships and ports. You can see there's a uh, a military official ship that has lots of workers working on it. Uh, looks to be in quite a bit of uh, disrepair, which is not too encouraging. And there is one section of dock that has a uh, decent-sized ship that's all by itself. And that is the nettle is there. Let's we march up to the nettle. All right. <clears throat> you uh, march up. Come aboard. A old thin haired head pops up of Anthe, the deckhand first mate. And he sticks his head out. Anthe, says, come aboard. Hello there. Who, who, who are you? The Yabel 4 uh, here to see Captain... Relates. It's Avius! It's Avius! <laughs> Anthony, it's Avius! He says, you look familiar! Yes, because it's Avius. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you want to play some knifey dicey? <laughs> he says, oh, yes, it's you! Well, well, yeah, why didn't you say so? Come on up! I did say so, twice. And up you go. <laughs> the, uh... uh Door to the uh, one of the entrances to the ship opens up, and out comes Captain Rolace. Strong, muscular, um, has no patience for silliness. She strides across. (laughs) (laughs) She strides across and says, uh, Hello there. It's been some time since we've seen each other. Captain Rolace, we have um, been making some headway in the city and we have been um, authorized by the uh, city guard and the commissar um, to uh, affect payment for transport uh, down the river uh, to do a little bit of scouting. It would not be down a river. It would be along. 
up the coast. Yes. Along the coast. Um, and we've been authorized to uh, affect payment from the city itself. Avius. Arms outstretched, walks forward for a hug. <laughs> I just pushed him right back. Okay, you were pushed back by Elvon. <laughs> oh. She put her hand to her rapier <laughs> instinctively as well. This this is assuming that you're you're free and not ob- ha- yes. don't have any obligations uh, immediate. If, I would yeah. imagine obligation to the city is paramount. If you are so willing to transport us. Regardless of any current transaction she may be going through. She is the captain of her ship. Well, we do have some business. No, we're available, says Anthony. <laughs> we could never quite seem to scrape together enough work. Yeah. She glares at him. Fantastic. When when shall we depart? Sooner the better. We're ready. Anthony no. says, uh, <laughs> well, it'll take quite some time. And she interrupts him. <laughs> we can be underway uh, within the hour. How long is, of this journey, how many? How long for supplies should we take? And can we expect half payment up front? Half payment's no problem in uh, t- two weeks. She's all right. Anthony, 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 grab your, grab uh, one of your uh, men and go get supplies for two weeks. We're, we're setting sail in an hour. I, I believe the city is uh, providing supplies for us. Yes. Uh, they are providing payment for transportation. Yes. But not the supplies themselves. Elman even jingles a special pouch filled with coins from them. For expenses. It's a credit card that says Tallis on it. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Avius. Yabel. <laughs> Avius, you did receive 1500 uh, gold. Was that just for Avius or? It was handed it, to Avius. And we have more money beyond that? Or 1500, 1500 gold was handed gold. to Avius is what I'm stating to you right now. The rest and of the payment is four ways. Uh, no, that was not. That split four <laughs> that ways. was not. Um, and I can take your quarter. The understanding as payment for. <clears throat> See, well, he's not bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting He's bad. a young getting shark. <laughs> okay, uh, and she says you're welcome to come aboard. And uh, there's a room down here where you can stay. And she takes you over there and says, and as always, uh, stay clear of that door, she says, pointing to the foxel. 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 Damn it. To the foxel. She says, stay stay clear of that door and we will have no problems. And how, how is that spelled? F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T-L-E. For castle. Okay. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, okay. That's a weird one. Um, what did you want? Did you want to do anything special? Uh, pester the captain real quick. Oh, sure. Uh, is this ship armed? Does it have armaments? Uh, we have some limited armaments, and she has this harpoon gun thing. Um, Brill just goes and haphazardly checks that. Like he knows, okay. but he just goes and checks it out. All right. It's a harpoon gun. She's got several harpoons on it with a <laughs> line that can be attached. Okay. That's all I'm doing. All right. Um, Elmon will kind of brief uh, Captain Rolace about what our, the nature of our mission is. She takes you to her quarters, and you're able to show her on some maps, which yeah. do not have any 
Katorum name I will, drawn on them. I will be them. like, oh, oh, I see this is a little old. Uh, <laughs> You're going to point it out? <laughs> Katorum Island right there. She says, oh, the unnamed island I took you to last time? Uh, yeah, yeah yes. it's actually gained a name since then. <clears throat> I gotta give it to the man, honestly. Um, Through the cabin door. And I'll, you know, basically brief her on the nature of the mission. This sounds very dangerous. It has real danger, yes. We are not slow, but we are certainly not the fastest, though I imagine we'd be faster than any uh, reckless orc warship out there. Um, But we'll have to really keep our eyes open and stay ahead of them so we can retreat quickly if needed. Well, I wanted you to know the dangers of what we may face. And you have a warlock on your team, if I remember? Who can help here, protect us? You're uh, outside. A, a wizard of some, some skill, yes. Avius is standing at the edge of the boat, and you hear, Dashoo! I'm right back. Um, I throw the wizard off. Uh, there, uh, is there a... Um, a few of the, uh, the 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 shipmates, deckhands and whatnot. There are a few deckhands. Mm-hmm. These are like not the cream of the crop. These are the guys that can't get jobs elsewhere that go on the uh, cursed ship. This is the short boat. This yeah. is this is not right. the boat you want to be assigned to. So these are old, old creepy guys in the background of an Indiana Jones movie type thing. These are the guys who don't come back from the battle. Yeah, bunch, um, bunch of babies. While they're doing like that, one armed, one footed creepy guys. You know how that is. So like, so like when they recruit all the people for the Black Pearl from um, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, whatever the hell island they were on. Yeah, so like those guys. Yeah. Perfect. That's uh, Buccaneers Island. Um, uh, Real no. takes out his. Uh, wasn't it Buccaneers? No, no, it was Tortuga. Tortuga, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Ultima Five. <laughs> um, That's different. Um, Real starts to play for the individuals, the deckhands, and yeah, whatnot. they're starting to get ship ready, get sails ready, starting and to starts get applying going. Bardic inspirations to them to get them to. Hasten oh. and do their work properly. All right. So I have four available. I will spend all four out to probably the more productive or more promising. Okay. <laughs> we should have commandeered it. To, to, to make it work. While that's all happening, Puck wants to go to like a weapon shop or somebody buy like <clears throat> uh, maybe a dozen javelins okay. to bring with us. All right. Uh, how much would those cost? The, you can absolutely do that. Let me grab my javelin chart here. Fifteen hundred gold. Oh, I send him a shopping list of some little bolty type things. I imagine I need ammunition for my. Crossbow. No, we're not. Oh yeah. What's yeah, fifteen hundred yeah. divided by four? Avius pain. <laughs> yeah, bail. Oh, those are three seventy five. Why do I not have that? You only owe me twelve twenty five. Is that it? Oh, we gotta pay the we gotta pay for the ship too, so that comes out of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, that was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was all we were given. We're definitely paying for the ship out of that, if nothing else. But it sounds like 
is something else. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> Why don't you spend uh, 30 gold and you have a score of javelins and uh, a ton of uh, uh, crossbow bolts for Rill. And you were also able to, to get a bunch of uh, crappy, just normal arrows for Elmunch, like by the by the, by the bushel, bushel, yeah. <laughs> and you also, they threw in, per your request, ah, maybe not, make a persuasion roll. Beef jerky. Beef jerky. Uh, damn it, Bard needs to go on these uh, 19, uh, well, uh, persuasion, uh, non-natural 20. All right. They also were able to throw in half a dozen really crappy uh, uh, short swords and... Uh, uh, short bows and arrows for them for the random crew members because okay. you didn't see any weapons on those dudes. Cool. And now it's all for 30 gold? Yeah. Okay. Uh, First these, day, half yeah. the crew kills themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Twang, sorry! True grab-ass <laughs> um, The captain comes out as things are getting into full swing and she hears you uh, playing your... Uh, See Shanty uh, Rill, and she taps her foot along to it a little bit, and she looks around, ready to just start yelling at her deckhands, and just stops and is just stunned at how motivated they are and how they're actually doing things. And she says, carry on. Well done. <laughs> and just goes right back into her room. Uh, and we'll very surprised. the old chariot along and we really bad discussed. eggs. Uh, you didn't, but there was never an amount given um, okay. directly to you guys. So whatever the fees she wanted, it's covered. Ship is covered. Okay. And about 40 minutes later, there is a wagon that comes with a merchant. Anthe is there as well. And a lot of uh, loading up of unloading from the wagon, loading into the ship of supplies and cargo and necessities. About an hour later, exactly when she wanted to, the ship sets sail, heads off out uh, of the dock. You pass by a old abandoned uh, lighthouse, head out over to the open waters and swing out towards the east and set sail along the coast. And Puck's still left behind the dock holding javelins, trying to get mm-hmm. away. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine with Puck. I, I feel like we're forgetting something. <laughs> Just running along the, the shoreline, trying to keep up with us. Turn into a bird. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Shark it up. One javelin at a time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> the nettle sails and is... Uh, going for quite some time. Anything you guys want to do unusual? Otherwise, I will fast forward time. Uh, yeah. No. No? Okay. Days. Avius is <laughs> nude sunbathing, oh. but that's not unusual. This is not a yacht cruise ship. <laughs> Mojitos are not being brought to you <laughs> on the aft lounge deck. Uh, uh <clears throat> not Rills uh, up front peering into the horizon just off the prow there. He's just kind of perched up there. Okay. And just chilling out. It is day three of you going along the coast. Every, there is a, 
there are at least two people that are on constant watch set by the captain. You guys can certainly pitch in if you want. Elmon certainly yeah, will. For sure. One is uh, keeping an eye in a general 360 uh, on a crow's nest. Uh, and then there's another one always on the bow looking straight ahead where you guys are headed as you're plunging east towards where these ships are known to be. Elmon will spend as much time as he can in the crow's nest. Okay. Um... And what was I going to say? Uh, on day three, uh, Puck and Avius, you guys are eating down in this really dark, crappy little galley sleeping area uh, that smells like pee because sometimes they pee. Hey, and Avius. <laughs> <laughs> it just basically smells like Avius. <laughs> And Anthe is there, and you guys are eating, and he just has an interesting question. He just says, so what What have you uh, been up to since we last saw you? Saving saving the city, of course. Yeah, but what have you been up to? Serious. No, you're like uh, mappers. You've been mapping something? Well, there was Katora Maya and this. There was quite a, a, a tour of sorts. He was sorts. there when he was around when we did that. Signings and commissions and. Oh, so it's like it's important. You own the island. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, you could say in a sense. Uh, yeah. Oh, we got some thing. rich landowners. Well, yeah. Just him. I don't own any island. Oh, so you work for him? No, no. Yeah, I mean, what is this the Qatar in the, for? In the independent of all the rest of these guys? You just hang around them, make them feel good about themselves? I'm independently contracted. <laughs> so, so what have we been hunting uh, cultists and killing uh, giant mechanical spiders? You're pulling my leg. No, sir. You didn't hear about the spider attack? No. You don't you don't feel anything on your leg, Anthony. Don't worry. What uh aside from your tall tales, can you tell me anything a little more realistic about these orcs where we're heading towards? We don't know a lot about them uh, ourselves. There's just a large mass of orcs that are um possibly threatening the city. They've already um taken some some smaller townships and um the city guard and the city officials are are worried about what they might do. Well, it's been a while since I've uh, gotten into any serious battle. I saw you brought some weapons. Yeah. How about we go up top and you show me how to shoot a bow? Okay. All right. I'm probably not the best teacher. No, come on. Well, let's do it. It's like on a dare. I've never shot a bow, but okay. Sure. And Puck, you're up there showing this old deckhand how to shoot a terribly crooked, barely strung together bow. Let's see what you picked up from watching Elmon. <laughs> with arrows that are like Z-shaped with only one oh, bit of nice. feathering on the end. <laughs> this is really bad stuff. <clears throat> Elmon, you're up in the crow's nest looking down and just cringing. It's like throw myself off the boat. It's like nails on chalkboard <laughs> as you show them. Puck's like, yeah, you hold it sideways, gangster style. <laughs> You're like, come on. <laughs> Three arrows at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this action movie stuff in your mind. Back in the hood, they call me Robin. <laughs> uh, make an instruction roll. Maybe it'll be persuasion. Persuasion. 
performance. Uh, seven. Seven. That's about right. <laughs> Can Elmon like like it intervene at some point here? Make a perception roll, okay. and we'll see if you're fourteen. Aware. You see, as you're looking down, and you're like, okay, this isn't going well, and you see uh, Anthony's guys is actually losing skill at firing this weapon. Uh, you see here on what was it, day three? Uh-huh. You see uh, several sketchy looking dark humanoid shapes on some rough coastal rocks that immediately start to hide out of view. How far away are they? Uh, they are a couple hundred yards, say maybe half a mile. Are they orcs? Could we? You can't that? see, and Elmon, you just saw see. some shapes, some movement, and you saw some people there, and then they disappeared. Uh, I'll signal and kind of, you know. I'm trying, Anthony says. <laughs> I'm working at it. Uh, no, there's. Three arrows at a time. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) He shoots another one that just goes way off into the ocean. Uh, Missing the target. One of the people. Yeah. Uh, No. There's humanoids off in the 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 rocks over there. Put the bow down, for God's sakes. Put the bow down. (laughs) He's pointing up at you. What? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The bow clatters to the ground. The string flies off. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, Puck looks to where Elmont's pointing. Do I see any? Do I see them, or if they you can make a perception roll? Another perception roll for you. Uh, natural twenty. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I was gonna say you see absolutely nothing. You do see from far away, um, a figure watching you. Uh, on kind of on the shoreline, maybe 20 feet up amongst some rocks uh, on this uh, rough pseudo cliff. It's a steep rise on the shoreline. Um, and you believe it to be an orc. Does Elmont see that as well? You do not. And then the head ducks down, and the head appears again, and the head ducks down. Are they... Uh, uh Behind us or ahead of us on the coastline? Slightly ahead. Um, Huck's going to um, turn into a giant eagle and do some scouting of his own. Okay. Shoom, Puck changes form into a giant eagle. Whoa, says Anthony. And you fly off. Yep. Giant eagle goes soaring away. And Elmon watches, like, kind of covering for, you know, watches where Puck's going. All right. Puck, you fly over the ocean. It's a little breezy, but you're able to... uh, I'm saying, like, pretty high. I'm not, like, within bow distance. All right. You go... I don't want to get shot out of the air. Nice. Does this have a duration we need to be worried about? I think it's eight hours. Perfect. It's it's one round. (laughs) 35 seconds. (laughs) It's one round to f- eight hours, and you roll a die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're flying, and you're high, and you're flying towards uh, where you saw the figures, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. You make your way there. Again, there's some wind. You're battling against it, but your practice uh, around the manor has uh, helped you uh, account for it. 
and you get close over those rocks, and you see the figures. They don't seem to be paying you any attention whatsoever. You're so high above, and you see there are uh, three uh, orcs that are hunkered down low, one kind of separated from the other two. The other two are uh, talking and interacting with each other in some sort of way. And they're absolutely trying to remain hidden from the boat. And all I can see is those three. Uh, you may make a perception roll with advantage. Any benefit with your form with vision or anything? Ooh, that's a good Consider it's an eagle eye. Yeah. It's like, oh. Eagle eye. Yeah, that's eagle a good eye. point. Uh, advantage on perception checks. So <laughs> <laughs> three. And it would be perception is skill. Twenty one. Twenty one. You see nothing else around them. You look around further. You see nothing else at all. And then, further along the coast, maybe half, maybe a mile further along the coast, you can see even from your height and distance. There's a promontory. Um, so, uh, a steep outcropping of, uh, rock that is a good 80 feet up. And on that promontory it are, uh, several more orcs. You can see some sort of, uh, camp tent situation and then a odd metallic contraption that is there. And is it, I mean, several, is it like an army or is it like yeah, a dozen? A dozen. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, Puck's gonna bolt back to the ship. All right. It takes some time, and the boat's continued on. Uh, you've alerted everyone to this, I assume, Elmon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The captain's out. She says, uh, should we change course? Mm, Let's wait for our scout to return. You wait for a long time. Uh, Rill finally calls out that you see the uh, eagle returning, and Puck finally comes back and lands and just starts going, I turn back into fun. I turn in I, as soon as uh, the talons hit the hit the deck. Let I, the talons hit the floor. Yeah. All right. I turn back into Puck and tell them uh, there's a, a scouting party of three. I need. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I need you to make an acrobatics roll every time you land as an eagle. So mean. <laughs> a nine. Nine. Puck hits the ground, lands on his knees, and catches himself with his hands before he crashes his head into the ground and unceremoniously rises. I feel like I should be getting better at that. For <laughs> three months. You time. should start practicing your landings. It's all about the landings. Um, Fly, yes. There's a, there's a, you saw a scouting party of three orcs, I mm-hmm. believe. There's yeah. a few more up ahead on this out, this, the, that rock outcropping we can see. Uh-huh. And they have some sort of device. I didn't get too close, but. Uh, I wouldn't say I we sh- I don't know what that device is, but I don't think the ship should get closer to it. Were I there think any we like should... bolts or any like like like? I don't know. A, I don't know what it ballista? was. But there wasn't too many of them. I think if Let's... we if we if we s- yeah get ashore yeah and go ahead and see what's going on. So I would suggest we... Rather than taking this whole ship down with us. Weigh anchor uh, far enough away, go to shore, sneak up on them, dispatch them, and return to ship. Don't they know we're here? 
the ones up ahead do not. Yet. True. Right. We want to try to, like, get those three before they get back to camp. I... We're going to be much slower going through the water in a boat than they will be on land. Aren't boats faster? No. A rowboat compared to a running yeah. organ. Yeah. I mean, but we've been... We should have... As we've been talking, yeah, we continue to move forward. We're on the, we're, on the big ship, yeah. We're ahead of them right now. There is a concern of the boat being overtaken while we're away. No, you've got an elite crack team of commandos fully armed. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. I mean, we haven't seen them have any ships. Oh, to no, if we weigh anchor, we haven't take seen a boat, around the back of the island either. A chance they if we. Oh, I'm only is, saying there is a possibility. And this is not an island. This is the coast. Yeah. Uh, yes, the coast. I think uh, it's coastline. worth the... They can... They okay. can uh, if we... if we, He's a terrible shot, but he could probably fire uh, a fire arrow straight up in the air. That would at least warn us if yeah. something is coming for him. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Captain Roles? She's right there. Uh, can we... We've seen several orcs which saw us there's some more up ahead with some sort of device apparently um, which may be a danger to the ship i our recommendation is weigh anchor we'll uh our party will go to shore uh dispatch all the uh orcs we'll come back to the ship and travel on our way she gets a little uh what is it telescope type thing yeah that'd be called a telescope that's the telescope (laughs) Is it? No, there's a... Spyglass. Spyglass, thank you. She gets her spyglass out and looks. From this angle, I can't see anything over there, so I don't think they'll have any idea of our ship uh, from from their vantage point. So that's good. Uh, we can turn about and to head back, or we can drop anchor here. What's the daylight situation? Uh, it's uh, morning time. I say we drop anchor, try to beat... The orcs to the um, promontory and the scout team. Yeah, all leaving straight away. Well, well, get your stuff. <coughs> oh, I'm ready. Grab your loot. <coughs> Want to make sure I go when everyone else does. All right. How far away from the coast are we? You're half a mile. Well, half a mile. Well, let's get closer, as close as we can to the coast. Okay. We want to get. No. We're a big ship. Well, whatever's safe. For us, so yeah, you don't want to get exhausted just trying to get to yeah, the coast. Yeah, no. So get as close as possible, and then they can head back out a little ways, weigh anchor, wait for us to come back to the boat, and then when they see us, they can come, come snatch us. All right. Is that that's a that's a, does that make uh, sense? That's a good plan. Yes. Okay. All right. They sail the nettle uh, close by. You see, as you get close, the <clears throat> Anthe and his deckhands bring out a little tender rowboat type thing. And um, you guys climb, uh, no, they lower it first. And you also can see the forecastle door open and a man dressed in all black get out and walk to the back of the ship and just kind of look around at the coast, keeping lazily keeping an eye on things. And I really uh, would like to approach him. Okay. <laughs> We've been told not to do that. No, no, we were told no not to go, not to go in the dark. Oh, fair enough. 
you are operating under former instructions that <laughs> Rill never got. <laughs> Fair enough. Who might you be? You're not a deckhand. Not in these robes. He looks at you and kind of sizes you up a little bit. I get up a little bit. <laughs> dollar. <laughs> I'm Pyreal. Pyreal? I'm Rill? And what brings you out here? Actually, don't answer that question. You do know what's going on. I can see it in your eyes. You're looking about. <clears throat> he does not respond. There is a lot of danger on these wazers, and I do sense something from you. Hopefully, you're more of a boon than a hazard. Will you be watching out for us while we go to shore? You don't want me watching out. Is he wearing anything else uh, adornment-wise, or it's just a straight black robe? Uh, it's... Hair clips, tattoos. Uh, there's no tattoos, there's no hair clips. It is a light leather black armor uh, with a, a, a thin black robe over it um, with but black boots. Uh, he's got a, uh, a, a gauntish, uh, I don't eat a lot kind of face. He's, he's a 16-year-old goth kid yeah, trying to figure out life. <laughs> no, he's a middle-aged guy. It's not just guy. the face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but you don't see any, uh, emblems or any, uh, insignias or anything on him, no. I look at his hands. Do they appear worn with combat or are they soft and fleshy? They appear, uh, slightly bony and not worn with combat at all. Those hands, they've seen more magic than swords, yes? He stands there and just looks at you and doesn't respond. coming, Rill? I'll be right there. <laughs> I have a feeling that you would be watching our backs more than you say you would. And I'm fine with that. And I kind of give him a quick wink and I turn about and head out. You get no response out of him, no smile, no word. And as you head towards your friends, walking down the last steps down to the main deck, uh, you hear him say, good luck. Half wave there and... Continue on our way. All right, and then you clamber down a little rope ladder down to a rocking little boat and climb aboard. The four of you are now on this rowboat. Come on, we'll start rowing. And Elmon is pulling on the oars as you make your way towards the shore. Miss old Grimmer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Where's his muscles down now? Uh, you're heading towards shore. It's kind of in the vicinity of where those forms were at. Yeah. Okay. Um... Uh, I guess Elmon would technically be not facing. He'd be facing backwards, rowing. So, so yeah. who's at the prow? Avius. Oh, yeah, Avius. Avius pushes Rill out of the row. way, and is hey, you already, you already claimed it. Much better. <laughs> I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, what? Go ahead, Rill. Woohoo! Bucks at the other, the opposite, the back end, like. Uh, Watching, watching our backs, watching the ship, like, okay, scanning the horizon rather than the land. All right. AKA curled up in a fetal position crying. Yeah, he's not <laughs> super happy about this rickety ass. Still boat, on the ship. <clears throat> and uh, where'd it go? You get closer and closer to the, who's up front, Rill? 
uh, closer and closer towards <laughs> party the, formation. On this oh scene. yeah, all right. As you get closer to the uh, shore, the uh, rocks ahead uh, loom. There's easily area around them to uh, beach the small wooden boat. Hey, Fesic. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> and you uh, see it's essentially some rocks around a beach, tall rocks, and then broken terrain and kind of a like a hundred yard wide gentle rise up with a cliff on either side of that rise. The cliffs of insanity! <laughs> and the cliff on the right is the one that leads to that prom- promontory. Um, and then there's some uh, rough little grass that's just starting to grow, and then more rocks that dart that dot that uh, rise. More so, it's just guiding the boat, and really you're giving some directions. And everything disappears under some waves. You rise back up. It's a little choppy, and we need some sort of vehicle transport yes. roll. Yes. He has been waiting oh, all campaign. It does say land vehicle. Land vehicle <laughs> No roll oh. benefits. <laughs> I'm going to make that roll. <laughs> uh, what attribute is it based off of? Uh, it, it's just says plus three with land vehicles, so right. I have no idea. Let's just do Let's just do constitution. Let's make a constitution roll for you. Okay. Natural 20. Whoa. Wow. He picks up the skill. <laughs> You, do I get to add sea vehicles to that? Uh, you do. Yeah. Oh. You do. Because nice. it's never coming up again. Uh, <laughs> you, we'll see about that. <laughs> We're going to have to row the boat back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you row like crazy, like you were an old salty sea dog. You've got it. You you watched Olgrim do it. You knew yes. you could do better. Yep. And uh, you're rowing like crazy. <clears throat> you're following the directions. You look over your shoulder. You guide. You're interacting with the waves to, to ride them well. Um, and the only time you hit waves awkwardly is whenever Avius stands up to move at all on the boat. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it's perfectly smooth. And as you close in, you hear... Uh, Rill give off a yelp of incoming as an arrow comes flying through the air. Ah, what was that? And the arrow comes flying at you, Rill, at you, Rill, and at you, Rill, with a miss, an 18, and a 24. Those last two will certainly hit. Oops, sorry, hold on. Two more incoming. Uh, it's a trebuchet. 17. Two 17s. Uh, they'll both hit. Okay, I was giving disadvantage because of your crazy rocking boat. Uh, Rill, you are hit for six points of piercing and six points of piercing. You can uh, see Rill get knocked down. Puck, you can see as you're closing in, you're about um, 120 feet away from... Uh, 121 feet away from the wizard? Oh, you no. Son of a- 120, no, 120 <laughs> feet away. From uh, three orcs that are um, firing from the rocks. Uh, as I fall back, I point. <laughs> <laughs> They're over there. They see us. I'm on a row very hard at that point. All right. You're rowing hard. You got a, How far away are they? 120 <laughs> feet. Nice 120 little feet. cantrip spell that uh, can hit 120 feet. Oh, can it? Yeah. All right. They do have some cover. Uh, what cantrip spell are you casting, Buck? Yeah, Eldritch Blast. 
Uh, and that's an attack roll. Mm -hmm. They have half cover. It gives them bonus armor class. I'm ready. Go for it. Uh, 14. Uh, hits their cover. Okay. Eldritch Blast, the lights and smashes. Avis, you got something? Yeah. Firebolt. Firebolts. Get him. Get him, wizard. Yeah, range attack. Range attack. Nine. Fire. Eldritch magic. Blasting. Blasting. The orcs duck back down behind cover. Don't get hit. Really, you stand back up and you can do something as well. After uh, plucking two arrows out of yourself. <laughs> uh, I get up and I begin strumming, but I'm holding part of my action for whoever's going there. You're the last. Oh, I'm the last? Mm -hmm. uh, then I would hold for Puck then. Uh, no, I would just cast uh, the Bardic Inspiration. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're giving him I'm giving a... Giving him Bardic Inspiration. You sing a bold C... Chanty? Shanty? Shanty. Shanty. Uh, encouraging Puck, and Puck, you've gained a die. What type of die is it? A D8? a D8? You gained a D8 you can use for the next... How long? Ten minutes. So ten minutes, any die. It's like a DM Inspiration die, mm -hmm. um, but even more powerful. Nice. And um, more shots are fired. Puck, you take the brunt of it, and they land in front of you, to the right of you, and just in the water to the left of you. None of the black arrows nice. hit you. And Elmon, I'm not having you do anything or roll anything, because I'm keeping that 20 totally in mind, as you are okay. rowing like a madman. Mm -hmm. Um, closing the distance. Uh, you are now at a hundred feet away. Uh, what would you three like to do? Any order now. Are they all uh, bunched up? Two of them are right next to each other. And the other one is a little bit further away. Yeah, right. he's about... I go first, the song continues, and I play for Avius. The song continues. Excellent. You have a ba bardic inspiration. You have inspiration. a bardic inspiration. I grab a D8 and pull it over. You or me? Who wants to go first? Oh, go ahead. All right. Firebolt again. All right. At I mean, mine's only one target, so the... I'll do it at one of the two further ones. There's, They're all the same distance away. It's oh, two okay. on the right of you, ahead and to the right, and one ahead and to the left, about 20 feet apart. I'll do uh, the one ahead and to the left, okay. Firebolt. And the way inspiration works, remind can, me... Before he makes a determination, I can, you can use it to okay. improve, your, improve your... Yeah, okay. it's very handy. <clears throat> that time it's a 23. Uh, Save yourself an inspiration. 2d10. 2d10? Yes, there are. Can't be used for damage. And that's 17. 17. A firebolt. Big, thick firebolt goes arcing out. The orc ducks down, and shoom, there's a minor little explosion, and you see him fall out of the side of his cover, burned to death. Yes. I think it was this guy you were doing. Uh, Puck. Yeah, the two guys, it uh, doesn't happen to be, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I will uh, call lightning, which is also at 120 feet, so more than enough. And uh, zap those two. They need to make deck saving. Throws. Deck saving, so they were nowhere near as good as that uh, thief guy okay. was. I got a 11 and a 14. No, they both get hit. Full damage. For, ooh, wow. 17, 21 each. 21 each? Wow. Boom! There's a loud crack of lightning, and both of those orcs are instantly fried and die. Ooh. 
Do you guys need my help? <laughs> we got we got it covered, elf. The boat is rowed up ashore. You are attacked by no one else. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, real prize the arrows out of his chest armor. Oh, I'll give you a level two uh, cure wounds. Oh. Off of my uh, sword. So it's plus three each. So uh, ah, 15. Wow, Jesus. You're full health. 15 from a level two spell is pretty darn high. Yeah, so we'll stow the boat. Um, you know, tie it off. Sure. Um, try and conceal it. Press to digitation. I assist with that concept and start pushing sand and stuff to kind of shore up the boat and make it much harder to see. Puckle, okay. Puckle loot the. Make a survival roll. Probably roll. turn it upside down. <coughs> <coughs> survival roll. What do you want to do, Puck? I want to loot the orcs. Oh, all right. You are able to loot the orcs. They Four. have, uh, what'd you roll? Four. Okay. Uh, you make a sandcastle. You, Can I make a survival roll? This is fun. Uh, you may also make a survival roll. Are you good at survival? Yeah. 22. <laughs> you are able to very uh, successfully conceal the boat. I got this. Just just, uh, just uh, look out for us there, Rob. Sand goes in your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, you were able to puck uh, find uh, they have great axes, they have uh, bows uh, with arrows that are better than the ones. Yeah, you I'll got. stow all the weapons by the bow. Okay, uh, to bring back. Yeah, normally grabbing all that incidental weapon crap doesn't matter, but in this case, it's actually better. Yeah. Um, no gold or anything. Uh, there's absolutely no gold. You do see there is. Maybe you might know. Make a history roll. Nice. Uh, 22. Nice. 22. There is a small, uh, uh, almost like voodoo doll, rough shape of straw and stuff roped together and some leather straps that is a um, important uh, uh god idol figure you can't remember the name you just know that these violent attack everything that moves type orcs these are one of the few things they revere small little thing that was hanging off of one of their belts um that is now oh, in your possession I'll put that in my pack are you carefully treating it with all due respect nope okay <laughs> crumpled <laughs> into a ball and tossed into the pack uh, after he's done i'm gonna say follow me and start leading the way towards the promontory all right you guys go up this slope and then, um, holding on. Uh, how far away are we from this promontory as far as time, time wise to get there? It's about a mile, half mile. Okay. So when we're half to a quarter mile, still far enough away, uh, Elmon will cast pass without a trace. Okay. As you guys get close, um, you're maybe halfway there, moving between some bushes, a few uh, cops of trees. It's not a lot of cover, but you do what you can. You all can make a perception roll for me, please. Nineteen. Eighteen. Oh, good. Twenty-one. Eight. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Puck, you see him still got sand first. <laughs> 
at a range of about 300 feet is an orc uh, who has some sort of scout who's been watching this very arrival path and you see him bolt and he runs and he's making his way racing towards the promontory. 300 feet. You hit that guy with an arrow? I sure can. From 300? I sure can. Yeah, that's like disadvantage though, right? That's negative, Ghost Rider. Sharpshooter, you're ranged, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Attacking at long range does not impose Mm. disadvantage on your ranged weapon rolls. Elmon aims the arrow, fires, and you all just sit and wait for a while to see the (laughs) results. Quigley down under. That's Uh, Elmon down under. First shot. Is going to be a 22 to hit. Arcs out and strikes him square in the shoulder blades from behind. Doing 12 points of damage. He drops dead, or so you think, gets up, wobbles, and starts limping. Second shot (laughs) is a freaking natural one. There's a blue mist that appears at your feet. (laughs) An image of Rill appears gently in front of you. You're very familiar with this. The image changes, but not too much. Instead of a forest, instead of a lake that you had seen before, it zooms in and zooms in even further to where your arrow landed or would have landed, and it redirects your shot. You start to feel like you're more comfortable this way instead of that way. And then Rill turns to you, kind of gives you a little... Salute. Salute, and the image disappears, and you may... I wink it. You may make the roll again. I wink it real, real quick, and this time it is a 25. Hits almost the exact same spot. Drives the same arrow through. Doing 13 points of damage. And he drops again dead, and this time he is dead. (laughs) Far range, he does not get up again. You look around, you see no other motion. He was essentially sent to investigate what the hell that lightning cracking sound was. And this is one chance for them to get the jump on you, and he is down. It was was actually this. Go get me some food. We're ready, right, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You cast pass without a trace not too long after that, and as you guys rise and start to climb up the slope towards his promontory. You can hear orcs arguing up ahead, uh, even a bit of clattering of steel, and you approach to figure out what are they doing and what is this contraption they have. And as this happens, unbeknownst to you, uh, Anthe says, Captain, and he points and she says, I see it. And they can see off in the distance, three orc ships not too far away just in view on the way on the sea and we will stop there tonight. (laughs) Knew it.